Hello, listeners. That was I just awful. ran up that hill. I just ran to the hill. That was awful. Did you not like that? <laughs> I didn't know. I thought you were hyperventilating. Oh, did you? I get us yeah. a plastic bag. I feel like I am actually hyperventilating now. But it's the Gone Upstairs podcast, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're back in insanely hot room, but it's not insanely hot just yet. No. And do you think it might get as hot as before? I think it, it can only get hotter. I'm hoping it will Things won't. can only get hotter. Well, you look better after the break. Do I? Yeah. I don't feel any better. Do you not? No, I do. I always just wanted some oh. sympathy from you. I was fishing for sympathy. Sympathy compliments. Sympathy fish. Well, we're, we're drinking anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know. This episode's going to be about disappointing things in life. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly games, really. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it is, yeah. There's going to be a long, long list. Ross, have you put your list in any sort of order? Uh, no. No, oh. I haven't. Okay. Just the way my brain formulated it. Because okay. I go back, way back, man. Mm. Way back. Well, as we will discuss. Disappointment's been part of my life for <laughs> quite a long time. Uh-oh. Before we get to that, though, mm-hmm. I do have a long-ass email to read out. Really? From Chris Dubs. All right. The Dubs Master... It's going to be general, isn't it? The Dubs Master UK Massive in the House. Dubstep Champion. Yeah. Chris Dubstep Champion. <laughs> 19... Uh, 19? What year are we on? What <laughs> year is 90, this? 2015. That was when he was at his peak in, in the Dubstep game. Chris Stubbs wanted to do, talk about uh, what we mentioned in the last podcast mm-hmm. and some of his thoughts on E3 as well. So right, it is it is a bit long, but um, uh, any sort of contact from the outside world it's nice makes it? us feel human again. Because so. at the minute, I feel like I'm in some sort of insanely hot cell on the planet Arrakis. Arrakis. What's Arrakis? Is that from Starship June? Troopers? It's June. Ah, uh, okay. planet Arrakis. Where planet Arrakis, isn't it? The spice. Mm-hmm. Melange. Sp- spice is life, is that right? Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> spicy. Spicy, spicy. Spicy. Speaking of spicy, spicy. Hey, Tom and Ross. Lovely to have you both back. Ah, That's nice. These ears missed you. Aww. Not go any further, because he's right. probably going to tell us off or something. Yeah, probably you. But <laughs> Episode 37 was top-notch as always. Thanks a lot. Someone who appreciates the free content. I find myself with a lot to say in response to it, so I thought I would email. Mm-hmm. I can hear you both cheering. I can, yeah. Hooray! Let's cheer. After three. One, two, three. Hooray! Don't just hit your balls against your leg, Ross. I don't know. That's, that's how I sound if I go up and downstairs without any pants on. Oh, God, that is grim. It's so grim. Uh, not as cool as getting an email from a US fan, though. Eh? Very impressive. You are loved and adored all over the world. Is that not... Traffic Chocolate McFountain the third? Yeah. He says, not just in Wall's End. Ah, oh, Wall's End, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Your favourite uh, place in the northeast. It, have us anyone saw um, John Carpenter? Shout out to John Carpenter again. Mm-hmm. Johnny John C. Carpenter's movie, um, Escape from New York. Because that's what <laughs> Wall's End is like, listeners. It is, isn't it? It's fucking horrendous. Were you the king of New York? Uh it was end. Yeah I, yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah, absolutely. People used to come and pay their respects to the shrine and mm-hmm. me back in me back lane. <laughs> it's always interesting to get the global perspective. Judging by those listening stats you sent to me, your reach is getting wider and wider too. Yeah, like some sort of octopus. Really said, like this bloody heat wave. Aye. 
God, you want to join us in this room? In fact, don't, because that would be... Can you imagine another person? Jesus. Would love to hear from one of your Japanese-based fans to get their take on the lair, assuming they can decipher the Geordieisms. <laughs> because as it's, uh, I said that, didn't I? It was in America, then England, then yeah. Japan. I'm now worrying that Tom will make up a character from Japan who's going to write into the show, who's called something like, I don't know. No, uh, no, don't. <laughs> no, I was going to say Triple Chocolate McMuffin the third, mm-hmm. Mark II. Yeah. San. Mm. Triple Chocolate San. See, I was keeping away from that. Speaking of your global fans, your email from across the pond, as they say, do they though? I think they do. Resulted in you discussing the pronunciation of the word bonafide. Ah, yeah. ooh, or bonafide. And then a most excellent thing happened. Mr. Rossi quoted one of mine and Teresa's all time favourite bands. Oh, clutch. clutch, yeah, way. Well, my black heart was all a flutter. Oh. <laughs> and I, don't, I didn't think it was possible for me to like this podcast more, but there you go. In case you missed it, it was the line Bonafide. I've said it in two different ways there, if you notice. I said Bonafide and Bonafide. Man of action. How do you like that? Which is a quote from a rather excellent song called You Can't Stop Progress. Oh, it's Bravo, class. Sir. Uh, I wonder, he's. He's missed the glory days of us when when I used to mention Clutch quite a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's listened to all all the the podcasts, but maybe as many of our listeners do, he's owned out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the producers from listening to some of the early podcasts, he must have owned out to well, allow like some it, of that content through. A different person back yeah, then. That's, that's how our the lawsuits. And at stuff. least three years younger, some of them. Now, he continues. Now. Being a big fan of 70s stroke 80s slasher horrors, particularly as a young man, I feel I feel I need to enlighten you on some Friday the 13th knowledge. Oh. The Kane you were referring to who plays Jason is Kane Hodder and nothing to do with the wrestler Kane. Oh, oh right. Tom thank wrong you. again. Thank you for correcting us. <laughs> we set them up, they can knock them down. No, I didn't say it. It was you. <laughs> no, no, no. We set them up. We... Oh, why am I getting... Because you All do right. something. Because I just like, no, die. Very occasionally. Uh, brackets, who has just been elected mayor in Tennessee. Well, what do you know? Holy shit, has he? Glenn Jacobs, the real name of the wrestler, did play a hulking bad guy in the horror movie See No Evil, though, which is perhaps what you were thinking of. Yeah, 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 that's what I was getting mixed up with. I guarantee Tom wasn't thinking of that. No, that's right, yeah, I was thinking of See No Evil. It's a great movie with lots of things. You you can't see the evil in that film, though, that's the thing about it. It's more about the perception of the evil. And Kane's great in it, yeah. That's what right. character does Kane play in that? Well, he comes in at the start. Uh, and, <laughs> do, 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 I wish do, I'd never do. told that anecdote <laughs> on this podcast. Anyway, Jason Voorhees has been played by a lot of different guys, but Kane Hodder has played him in the most movies, beginning with part seven. He was also the guy who did the mocap for the recent game, as you mentioned. So I got the Kane bit right, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I just added on the wrestler thing, because that's the way my brain works. And you really do need to see Halloween. Incidentally, John Carpenter's playing Time Theatre in October. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I well, think actually... I think you're fine, know. <laughs> no, okay, yeah. I hope he's coming along. If you listen to... Oh, my God, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, Chris Dubbs. Chris Dubbs. <laughs> Something's happening, Chris Dubbs. The only problem is this podcast will be out... Oh, no, it won't. I've just realised how time works. It's a very slow... <laughs> the, Halloween, the Halloween special will probably be recorded before that, which seems to be a bit of a shame. We'll have to talk about that experience. Ah, oh, that would have been a good one. Halloween special, wouldn't it? Talking about the... Could we squeeze Hall- it in that weekend? 
could, could the producer would the producer have time? I'm aware quite a lot of that. Uh, I'm well, going to say Corrosion of Conformity, uh, the Melvins, mm-hmm. and Orange Goblin, and also John Carpenter. Well, is it something to look forward to? If if because uh, he doesn't say he's going, Chris Dubbs, let me know if you're going. I hope he is. Yeah, we'll see you there. Meet up for a beer. Oh, By the way. October is probably one of my favourite months, you know. Oh, me too. Yeah. I was saying to Kelly just last night, right, just last night, mm-hmm. uh, how much I think I prefer fall and winter. Oh, my God, what have I just done? Autumn and winter compared to spring and summer. I think I just prefer them because you don't have to, like, we've... Insane. During, during the break, we've just had a long discussion about gardening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was as, and, uh, it was as exciting as not. it sounds. <laughs> and uh, we... Uh, I prefer to not have to do loads of shit in the garden than actually having to do shit in the garden. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So in the winter, you don't have to do anything in there. Uh, but it's wetter and muddier, which is shit. But yeah, I, th- I think I prefer getting... I prefer trying to warm up than trying to cool down. This Essentially. Is, this is like a total old man thing to say. But get ready for that smell. Is it... The smell of autumn. Oh, yeah. You can just tell. Like, mm. one day you'll wake up and you can smell that smell. It's so weird. I thought you were going to say, this is a really old man sort of thing to say. Pardon? Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where have I put my phone charger? That's, that's <laughs> an yeah, uh, I was going to say something about how low my products are. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> anyway, Chris Dubbs. Stuff about actual games now. Great roundup of E3, says. You're very welcome. You picked up all of the big announcements and highlighted some interesting games I'd missed too. I thought it seemed like a great show this year with an absolute ton of interesting games. I agree Microsoft really upped their game too after some disappointing conferences in recent years. Would you say that they won the conference or Chris Stubbs? Would you say that? I wouldn't I'm say I'm not that. Chris Stubbs. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, sorry, you were just in my line of sight. All right. He continues, sorry. Although their buying up of so many different developers does seem a bit aggressive and have the rather uneasy feeling of the British colonial expansion you referred to in the episode. Nice link. I would. That's why we did that, wasn't it, Ross? That's, right. That was the... That's, like, worked on quite a few levels. You so. can tell Chris Dubbs was an English uh, English lit uh, <laughs> student. <laughs> they definitely need more exclusives, and it's great if they let the studios still do their thing, but I hope they're not too controlling and interfering. Now, hmm, speaking as a person, as I am a human being... Who, <laughs> who would like to see, uh, you know, when we had the Brexit vote? I hate that. I hate that word Brexit. But you know, when we had the vote, I wanted. I would like to see it become more of a world union. It should be solitary country, European Union, world union. That's the way I would like to see things go. Right. In the same way, I'd like it to move towards. Move towards no exclusives, and everybody gets to enjoy all of these games. So it's not right. even Sony and Microsoft aren't competing with each other. They join forces. They create one console, charge probably two thousand pounds for it. Yeah, but and then don't try because there's no other option. no competition. Yeah, that's the sort of world I want, where everyone gets to play all of these games. The so same where shitty is, crap. If if nothing changes, I do agree. Microsoft need more exclusives because that's one part. That's one part of the whole thing that they've really fallen behind on. However, yeah, I would like to see a world, as you would, Ross, don't want to put words in your mouth, but as I know you would, (laughs) (laughs) where I get to play Spider-Man too. Yeah. Well, the reason I bought a PlayStation when I had that choice Mm -hmm. was to get Bloodborne. I thought it was to stop getting my friend requests on Xbox. 
Ah, no. Mm. 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 It wasn't anything. So we'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> it was seriously for that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was that game because last generation I missed out on, um, what? not Dark Souls, Dark, what's the other one they made? Demon's Demon Souls. Souls. Mm-hmm. So last generation I missed out on Demon Souls on the PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. And this generation I would have missed out on Bloodborne. So I was like, no way. And then... It was kind of a perfect storm why I got the PlayStation. There was that. And then I thought, fucking hell, I can finally play Last of Us. Yeah. Uncharted. Aye. Go back on some old ones you missed. Yeah, and the Wipeout yeah. trilogy and stuff that I went back to. <laughs> Wipeout. Oh, I was wondering what the hell. I love that song, by the way. Do you? I just played Ninja Theory's Hellblade recently. And thought that was fucking brilliant. Whoa, watch the fucking F-bombs. Wow. <laughs> Certain gameplay limitations aside, it was unapologetically dark and a tough slog, but that was all part of Senua's journey. Hope I said that right. Mm-hmm. And her story. Melina Jurgens, who played her, did an absolutely amazing job. I would agree. I've seen uh, quite a bit of footage of Ninja Theory because they had a... I saw a video. It was a video about Ninja Theory, why they like being a, an independent studio, I think it was. Right. Uh, and it was talking about... Oh, no, because they've just, they've just been acquired by Microsoft, so it, was, it wasn't it was the case of why they like being an independent studio, but why they like... <laughs> I was going to say, because they're not... What any... was it again? I'm sure it might have been an older video, actually. But they were basically saying what this acquisition will allow them to create, which is was really exciting when you see, because the they... Oh, the, the stuff that they create I haven't played Hellblade but mm-hmm. it looks incredible it looks so, absolutely incredible I, I feel like this sound, it's going to come across like a juvenile baby saying this but I hope the acquisitions that they've bought do better than Rare because yeah, I remember right. how much they paid for Rare mm-hmm. on the original Xbox mm-hmm. which you can't call the Xbox One anymore because of mm-hmm. the Xbox One PC gone mad <laughs> so the very first Xbox it needed some you know, content, it needed some first put, it, it got Bungie, which man, it done well getting yeah, them. Yeah. And it got Rare, and everything Rare's made has been terrible. Yeah. Like, really bad. But, um, they're, hang on, they don't make them good, good and evil too, although that's not Rare, is it? Is no, it? no. That's Ubisoft, sorry, yeah. My point was, was back then, though, Rare was like, coming off the back of the N64. Mm-hmm, yeah. Or Battletoads, they've got coming out, haven't they? If they're still making that. But, I mean, they made Goldeneye. They made, um, what was that other? The one where you're like a woman. Project uh, Zero. Uh, Project Dark. Joanna Dark. Aye, that's it. Dark, yeah. yeah. They made what's that. it called? What's, hang on, what's that called? Because I've said four or five words there. That, it's something And they're dark. all involved in the... It's something dark. Project Zero. Uh, fuck. No, it's something dark. It's something dark. Project Zero is the one that I've got, I'm sure. Right. My brother got us it. It's um, bad though, isn't it? I never, I never played it, mate. Mate, I never played it. <laughs> anyway, this is going to be a bit rambly, but like, let's see what all these people pump out with some money behind them. It might be something classic because didn't PlayStation done kind of the same? Mm. And we're talking about Hello Games. Mm. I remember one of the first things you said about um, No Man's Sky was you were like, "It's a shame that actually PlayStation's bought them." Not in the sense that it's locking them down to a PlayStation console, just that they're pumping that money into them, and like, 
advertisements and stuff, mm-hmm. hype that, train. Yeah. I'm worried that that's going to be too much pressure for a small development team. I still feel that's exactly what happened. They didn't acquire them, but they basically they backed them out because Hello Games had a, a flood at one point and they lost loads mm-hmm. of infam- lo- loads of uh, work. But Sony stepped in and sort of helped them out financially. And I would imagine part of the deal was that they would get the rights to the well, not the rights, but they would get the exclusivity, timed exclusivity for the game. Yeah. Which I would also imagine part of the contract was it needs to be released by this date. And that, I, I mean, I've got no evidence to support this, but I believe that Sony pushed them to get it out when the game wasn't ready. There's probably a plus and minus points to everything. Yeah. Like, in the game, might, we might never have seen the game if Sony hadn't stepped in. That's a, that's a thing. So, anyway, have I still kept in? Are we still reading this letter out? There's that lots I'm to still, go. There's lots to go. Right, I'm just going to um, crack open another beer. Okay, mate. Yeah, I'll keep going while you do that. A little bit of background um, ambience. Uh, Chris says that Melina Jurgen's background story is very interesting too. So, look up look that up on the Googles. Anyway, I'd like to think they'll still be able to make original difficult games like that, even though they are part of Microsoft Studios now. I'm sure, I think, from that, like I said, that video I saw, I think they're going to have more free reign. I think that's what Microsoft Studios are about now, where they, they kind of they recognise that these these talented studios need just need a little bit more time. That's mm. what games take these days, a little bit more time, and they recognise that gamers are willing to wait a little bit longer. As I think we've discussed before, they're willing to wait a little bit longer just to get that final finished product, right? Yeah, finished product. So hopefully, not be too much pressure on them. Incidentally, Playground Games, who make the Forza Horizon games, they've been advertising for I think story writers or script writers, and people are speculating it's going to be a new Fable game that they're going to be making. Wow. I hope it's not because I've got no interest in Fable. I hope it's a brand new IP, but people seem to. Be think that that's exactly what it's going to be so well, strangely enough with fable though the new fable was meant to be quite far down the line mm-hmm, yeah. when it got cancelled uh, was that that four player one it was a four player no that one. was a i think that was a different one yeah. i think that was what they brought out anyway okay well, yeah. did they bring it out i, I don't, don't know if they did because you know. i d- chris says as for games i'm excited by from e3 here's a few mm-hmm. number one spider-man Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does, does anything. Spider-Man, oh, I thought we shoots a web, catches things, does the stuff, cleans up. Look out! Here comes Spider-Man. The Ramones version of that is kind of good. Is it? And the video is funny. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's a three-minute banger. It goes one, two, three, four. Was so psyched when this was announced. I'd long banged on to anyone who'd listen about how amazing it would be. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you are too quick because I took a drink. <laughs> if uh, someone did a rock steady Arkham style game but in the Spider Universe and it seems like it could be it. You should have painted it that idea. Mr. Trick there, mate. I really like Insomniac too and loved Sunset Overdrive so it's a great mix. I've not actually played. Uh-oh, you might want to listen to the next part of this podcast. Those sorts of fast traversal mechanics over a big world map with a good sense of humour could be a brilliant combination. Only concern I have is that my expectations are too high now. Hmm. Whoa. So, that's um, something that's going to bleed on to later on when we eventually get to that. <laughs> it gets hard. That's a love. Yeah, that is a nice segue. Uh, so Chris Dubbs must have a PlayStation and Xbox then, uh, I would guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Within the household. Because he's definitely got an Xbox. Looking and if he's looking forward to Spider-Man, he must have a PlayStation. Two, control. 
thought the trailer for this was great and the gameplay elements looked awesome. I didn't play Quantum Break as I wasn't convinced by the TV crossover angle, but I went through all of Alan Wake and all the DLC and thought that was fantastic. Got high hopes Remedy can bounce back with this. Incidentally, you were talking coffee and games. Ooh. Oh, another one. Alan Wake had coffee thermoses as pickups, of course. One of the many homages to Twin Peaks in that game. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Thank you. God, they're getting more. It's got legs, this, hasn't it? It has. It's a concept. We'll get them all together and then we'll just talk about them for six hours on a podcast one day. Yeah. Well, he's drinking coffee going off my face. <laughs> Three, Ghosts of... Ooh, Shushima? Shadows Die Twice. Mm-hmm. I know these two will probably have little in common other than the samurai focus, but they both look very promising. Ghosts looks to have nailed sucker punches knack for big worlds and good narrative, while Shadows has that Souls-esque feel of tactical, challenging combat and huge, solid-looking bosses. Yeah, I think uh, last podcast we're getting a bit mixed up when we're talking about them games. We did totally, yeah. And um, I mean, it doesn't. I'm just excited for a new, a new from software game by that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just that's just me. <laughs> and I, I, I probably will buy. I don't know if I'll buy Ghosts. Well, let's see what that's like. Yeah. I mean, only the future knows. Only the future knows. Wow, that's profound. <laughs> Are you that like? Sweet machine and big. <laughs> yes. Rage. <laughs> right. For Rage 2. As you were saying, the trailer was fantastic. Just a total punch in the face. What I played of the first game looked good, and the partnership of Avalanche and ID. I said it's id, isn't it? It is id. id software, yeah. I always get it wrong. And id is a very interesting one. If they can successfully blend the id shooting mechanics and crazy pace of the recent Doom reboot with the open world building and great vehicle physics that Avalanche are known for. This could be absolutely class. Just hope it has enough good single player content. Number five. And finally, Call of Cthulhu stroke the sinking city. I would forgot about that Anna. I think, I don't think we talked about that one. Uh, I f- Let's see what he says yeah, because I'm not sure, because we did mention two games based on water that we thought right. were very similar. I, I don't know though. Again, two games, yes, but both look very similar and obviously both focused on Lovecraftian mythos. The environments look great and I do love a story where the main character may be an unrivaled narrator. Ooh, stroke slowly going insane. Ah, nice, because that's... Bioshock could be another example of that, would you say? Yeah, I was just thinking about um, that's H.P. Lovecraft's book. All right, that's okay. what he, he writes about, like mm-hmm. about bouncing back from these experiences okay. that he's worried about his own sanity mm. yeah I mean there was a one on the Xbox I can't remember what one it was based on it was it was an HP Lovecraft horror game it was a bit of a first person shoot up but it was meant to be like very slow paced and right. I never got it and I wish I had of so it won't be any disappointing list then no no it won't it's disappointing I never bought it oh nice actually that's Go back to a list. Uh, Chris continues with, My only doubt here is some of the gameplay and how it will work in practice. Sinking City is made by the same developer who made those recent Sherlock games, and I wasn't too sold on what I played of that one when it was free on gold. Crime and Punishment. Yes, I've got that as well. I've got that one. It's called Murder. Oh, no, 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 that was a different one. I've definitely got it, but yeah, there was there was another one uh, murder thing where you're murdered and you've got to solve your own murder. I think really, but then there's another. Uh, there's a Sherlock Holmes. Is that an online thing. only g- game? No, 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 I don't All think right. so. 
Um, he says they have my interest, though. Mm-hmm. So, he goes on to say, in terms of stuff further away, I'm psyched for The Last of Us 2. The first one was one of my fave games on PS3. The trailers make it look even more brutal now, too, which can only be a good thing. Elder Scrolls 6 will no doubt be amazing, and, as a big Mass Effect fan, I love the idea of Bethesda doing a sci-fi RPG in Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um... He goes on to say, sorry, both look way off, though, and by all accounts, probably even on a new generation of console. Yeah. Which we touched upon. But I think Starfield, after playing No Man's Sky and all of the stuff you see about Star Citizen, I think Starfield has to be something... Because if you, as soon as you say you're going to set a game in space, one of the first buzzwords is infinite, isn't it? So you, now you're, it immediately, is, yeah. you're immediately setting yourself an almost impossible task. Because you either have to put these walls in, like, you know, when you just go, like, a linear game, RPG game, where you hit a, 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 a invisible wall and you can't mm-hmm. go further and you wonder, why I, why can't I go down there? And there'll have to be some sort of story, oh, we don't go down that road anymore. Like, if you set it in space, how do you block people off going to these different places? Like, mm-hmm. no, Man's, no Man's Sky is obviously programmed in a certain way where each star system... You can connect to each star system by going into warp drive. So it's again, it's kind of like each star system is an instance, like we said about Vigor earlier, mm-hmm. where people can join it, can join in that star system and, and join into your game almost. But it is a set of series of games. It's not a full universe that you can free roam between because that's impossible at this point in time. What was Elite like back in the day? And I know Elite was yeah. like something where you couldn't obviously land on planets mm-hmm. and it was just about um, basically numbers and mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. I wonder how that worked. Was that Star? Yeah, I don't know. Because that was ahead of its time and I know it's come back. It's always Elite something I'm a yeah. bit scared to um, to try because it seems like... I remember I've taught the anecdote on the podcast. I had Elite 2 boxed on the Amiga mm-hmm. and I found it nails. I, I uh-huh. couldn't... I, I found... it. That's a game that frustrated us and yeah. disappointed because of my own shortcomings. I should have sat down and tried to read the instructions more and tried to get into it, but I just found it too hard. That's all I've heard. It's it's like a sim almost where it's like you've got to... You've, you've got to spend so much time just learning everything about the game. And it's kind of like a... It's quite a cult game, I would say, maybe. Yeah. it's There's games like that in Ultima. Yeah. And I've I've heard about them and I'm just jealous about these people who've had these amazing experiences with them games mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm not part of that because mm-hmm. I never had that experience. And it's such a shame, isn't it? I mean, I wonder if... Oh, Younger gamers, if if the if the if we do have younger gamers who listen to this podcast, who might be into a series of games, and we were there, mm-hmm. like you were there from the very beginning of Grand Theft Auto, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's like something that people might find, mm-hmm. you know, they might have wished the world like there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I go back to Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. They, I did check out that Earthfall. Yeah, and my God, what a load <laughs> of shit! My God! It's like <laughs> my God! It's just—it's embarrassing, isn't it? Really, I—I I, I found it embarrassing. What What's so crazy about it is they've copied so much. Mm-hmm. Yet when I watched the review, they didn't copy the things 
the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're just like yeah. copied the super superficial stuff. Yeah, and then hide in some new stuff. I forgot to make it a working game that actually played well. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a shame. So it's kind of like uh, hoping they were hoping that people would buy the game based on what it looked like. Mm-hmm. before they even try to play it. Oh, look, it looks like Left 4 Dead. I'll buy that. Exactly. Because you know something? I, I was tempted to buy it. Yeah. Just piggy, for the fucking... Yeah. I, at this point, I don't care that it's a shameless rip-off of mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead because I don't have a Left 4 Dead to play on. That's the problem. Uh, so I would have been like, okay, fine, I'll get it. And resent the fact that it's not, you know, got any scrap of originality. But the more I investigated and the more I watched... Mm-hmm. And yeah, I haven't played the game, so the game might be better than what reviews. But what I've seen from it, it doesn't change anything. Mm. And there's no versus mode. Ugh. So the fact there's no versus mode for me is, like, I can't play the game, really. It's it's sort of what the mobile gaming uh, genre uh, industry has been doing for a long, long time, where before PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds released their mobile version of the game, there was, mm. like, dozens and dozens of... of versions of that it was be that first better. is better than like, yeah. be best mm-hmm. really which yeah. goes against what we are saying earlier gamers are willing to wait mm-hmm. but there's the difficulty for these big I mean we're, we're going to get Red Dead Redemption coming out yeah I'll be interested to see if we get any because we didn't before because mm-hmm. I think people are just scared of Rockstar mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll get any other western games well, it happened open last world. time you got that gun remember gun came out uh, around about the same time as like Red Dead Revolver right um, there was that Call of Juarez remember that one there was quite oh, a few yeah. at the same time wasn't there but yeah there, was, there is one I'm sure there was one that was that was leaked but I don't because people thought it was Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. uh, but it's actually another game right. um, so yeah probably Anyway, let's bring uh, Chris Stubbs' email to a close. Mm-hmm. He says, anyway, sorry to draw on. Hey, no bother. No, it's been interesting. We've been, we've been mining. <laughs> I didn't expect it to, to, to go on as much of a tangent as we have based on this email, but I don't mind at all. Um, I'm loving getting this email from him. This is one of the best emails we've ever received, I would say. Right. Yeah. I'm sure you agree. I still want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, also with the email from... Uh, from Ethel the Frog, probably the second best email we've ever received because it's a, one of the first emails we've ever received that had some fucking constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The ones from uh, Triple Chocolate X, you know, take them or leave them. He says, "I'll wrap this up now. Looking forward to hearing Ross's thrash post-apocalyptic song." That's two people oh, have said shit. that. Ross, pressure. Aye. God help the person who's going to sing that. Aye, I know. Thought the Fallout playlist was a great idea and some class songs on there. Could make playlists a regular feature, maybe. Oh, lovely. Oh, well, there you go. I, I'm well up for that. Okay, I will, yeah. keep it to a, you know, keep it... Yeah, pithy, uh, <laughs> Put loads go- of work in, but only talk about for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. A couple of others I thought you could add on. Oh, I'm getting ready for this. I'm interested. Rust in Peace. Oh, yeah. Polaris, yeah. again by Megadeth. Uh, Nuclear War. By ooh, Voivod. Voivod? Oh, I love Voivod, yeah. Voivod. And although not strictly nuclear based, but still a great song, close enough, Infinite War by Corrosion of Conformity. 
and I'm going to see Corrosion Conformity in October. Fucking hell. Awesome. I, I have... think you guys would get on yeah? like a room on fire, which is what we're sitting in right I now. I would also <laughs> add Fight Fire with Fire by Metallica, which Ooh. I missed out. How's that go? Fight fire with fire. Yeah, Fight fire with fire. Are you fighting fire yet? Oh, why aren't you fighting fire yet? Like that. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. I used to fucking love Megadeth, me. Oh, Megadeth, yeah. Yeah. Keep up the good work, maestros. Chris Dubs. Thank you very much, sir. There's only four PS's. <laughs> P.S. The game you were trying to remember at the start was Lollipop Chainsaw. Ah, yeah. I said Lollipop Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So I added a word on for some reason. A comedy zombie hack em up, which interestingly enough was a collaboration between Suda51 and recently fired Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn. Wow. Yeah. He should he should really just host this podcast. I know, he'd be so much better. He knows that thing. Facts. <laughs> he does his research. Yeah. Idiot. What's his name? <laughs> he starts to make stuff up. It's much easier. I know. Why waste your time? Uh, what a noob. PPS. Quop is ridiculously annoying. Up there with Steppy Pants. I guess that's the point. Yeah. PPPS. 253 on Tiny Striker is an insanely good effort. Mm-hmm. So that's one Sarah Connor will be happy with that. Yeah. PPPPS, don't worry about reading this out. It's too long. Oh. oh um, fuck. Shit. I wish I'd started with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Tom, that could be a catchphrase. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. Oh, come on, mate, that's a catchphrase. Oh, Tom. It's just so disappointing. Yeah. If your mum says it to you, that's just so disappointing. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom, I didn't bring you up like this. Thanks, Chris Dubs. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, Ross, shall we get on to the point of this episode, which is the disappointing games stuff? Yes, I, the theme. The theme. So basically, it's as we said in the first part, it's in honour of No Man's Sky's redemption. We want to talk about some of the other games we have been entirely disappointed by, be it due to being overhyped by the press or in our own heads, building it up ourselves too much. Perhaps. Yeah, there's a few reasons that we're going now. Mm-hmm. Like Can I'm not, I I don't know about No Man's Sky, so I'm just going to back out of that. Uh... That's fine. No, 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 that, well, we've touched, we've done that. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I would say for me personally, most of my games are from the later generations, and I think this is probably because the marketing become became a bit more sort of fierce. Mm-hmm. As as uh, gaming went along, it's an age um, thing as well, Tom, because mm-hmm. you're you're a lot younger, mm-hmm. and you would have had that really exciting point in your life. Mm-hmm. And my exciting point was back then. You know, when I talk about how I don't like to watch the trailers and read yeah. a lot about a game in development, mm-hmm. well, that's because I've been burned in the yeah. past. I think a lot of um, the marketing strategies are. To publicise the games and, and use false promises to sell the games as well, mm-hmm. which we've been burned by, as you say. Yeah. Um, so for me, it really started with like PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Because before that, I just kind of played anything that fell in my lap because it was just a case of I never bought any games. Like the first game I ever bought was on the PlayStation 1. As soon as you start investing money. Exactly. Then you have a lot more. Games. Yeah. Exactly that. So it was any game that my brother had, really, I would play and I would dislike the game but I hadn't mm. built it up beforehand I hadn't been excited for it so yeah that game's shit I don't care exactly yeah <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. so having said that 
there is um, a couple of mobile games I want to mention before we get onto the console things. Interesting. So I'll yeah. just go through the mobile games. I don't know if you will have probably played a couple of them. Uh, first of all, Pokemon Go. Right, yeah. When I first released, that was in- entirely disappointing, I think. Well, it, it didn't live up to what you would expect, like an open world mm-hmm. uh, RPG Pokemon universe game would be. You would hope that you would just you would be able to battle with other people, which is the whole thing about Pokemon. You'd be able to battle. You couldn't battle. Could you never do that? No, it was just a case of walking around hunting the Pokemon. Right. Uh, and there were there was seemed to be no real rhyme or reason as to where they were. And uh, there was some you could only get in certain places in the world and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It just felt like a very bare bones game when it came out, but it, it, it could be so much more, really. Mm-hmm. And they tried to market that stupid little plastic thing, like Watch, <laughs> which I don't even think ever came out, actually. Right, but, yeah. but that was something, like a peripheral they tried to sell, which was just shit. For me, like, circling around the like the atmosphere of that, it's so weird because for a little period in time, it was so popular that people, you know, people who would just groan and go, mm-hmm. oh, you've got a podcast talking about games. Right? Yeah. Them same people had Pokemon. Yep. And for a, a brief moment in time, they were playing that. It, it brought, it did bring people together in a weird way. There was people getting together on fields and stuff and hunting for particular yeah, Pokemon, yeah. which was nice. Nice. But the game just felt a bit empty. Yeah. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies 2. That's disappointing for me because I loved the first one. Exactly, yeah. And I hated the way the second one become... It's free to play. Yep. Which, you know, we've got a podcast. We don't need to explain to our lovely listeners how free to play... Like, to a, a non-gamer, free-to-play, that's mm, good. You don't yeah. have to pay for the product. Oh, it's so much worse because it might be free, uh-huh. but all the crap that comes with it. Yeah. And I love the original, and then for it to turn to that, mm-hmm. and also split off into that shooter mm-hmm. that they've done. Ah, uh, God, more fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It, it was because the first one was so good, and the second one was basically, let's make as much money, as much capital as we can from this game. Mm-hmm. Because it capitalised on the successfulness of or the success of the first game, which is just a shame. Bit of a sellout. Sword and Sorcery. No, play that mobile. That was a, a really, uh, really popular kind of RPG sort of exploration game on mobile, which always popped up on the top ten charts of the the mobile game, and, and I had a go of it. And it just felt really pretentious, and <laughs> maybe I needed to give it a bit more time, but I was just wasn't wasn't uh, captured by it at all and just thought nah fuck this <laughs> infinity blade remember that i think it was by epic games i think right yeah and it was it was when i think it might have came out the first one was like maybe it was on the iphone 4 maybe mm-hmm. and granted back then when it came out it looked amazing for a, a mobile phone you were like fucking hell the graphics are incredible but essentially it was just a all you did was swipe the screen. Um, to, the beginning of that. To swipe, to swing your sword. That was it. That's all you did. And it was like the they had the idea of when you died, you came back as you as a the next generation. Oh, you know, right. That game you played. Yeah. Uh, everything. Like each generation had like a different illness or something. Yeah, Nyla like mentioned that game. I'm forgetting. I had it for the PlayStation. Great and game. So that was the idea where it was the the next generation of your lineage sort of came back and fought the same person mm-hmm. but it was just boring as fuck it really was boring as fuck mm-hmm. it looked great but yeah 
Do you feel though, like the way mobile is went, how powerful these devices mm-hmm. are, but yet how hamstrung they are by controls? Yeah. I remember a period where Terry was getting like good handsets. And I mean this is pre it might be pre iPhone. Like I'm going back that yeah. far. Mm-hmm. And he had like Doom Run on it and uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. And um it was always the controls. Mm-hmm. And it's the same now. As soon as we went to touch screen, it's even it's it's just just as bad. Yeah. It does it it's a, not having the tactile and the response. Like that haptic feedback you get can only do so much with which is sort of like a vibration feature on the screen mm-hmm. which is supposed to make you feel like uh you're actually pushing a button yeah like the home button on the iphone has this haptic feedback where it's it's not even a button it's just a, an indent on the screen mm-hmm. because it has this feedback it feels like you're pushing a button it's weird but it still doesn't feel like you need to have something sticking up you can, you can. <laughs> I had the first one, and it was me. You can, you can run your thumb over without Ooh. even looking. Uh, and it, if, you, if you don't have that, then it just doesn't work, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Godus, Godus, which I believe was by Peter Molyneux's company, Ninety Nine Cans or whatever it was called. Peter Molyneux, the the fucking god of disappointment, <laughs> yeah. isn't he? This one was um, it was supposed to be like a a world builder kind of thing, and I, I played very little of it. But it was again something that he hyped up loads mm-hmm. to people, saying it was going to be fucking awesome, and it was just shit. Very disappointing. Candy Crush. Oh really? Yeah. I played it. I played this for a little while, and that again is just overwhelmingly disappointing when you keep playing it and you realise that it's just the same. The same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. You play the one one puzzle at the start, and you've played the entire game, and it's just pushing you. Again, one of these games is pushing you towards buying uh-huh. the different packs and stuff, the gems and shit like that to try and keep you going, buy extra lives and stuff. It's just, it's it's the one of the biggest games of that whole kind of concept. It is a really yeah. simple game. It was make. so successful as well. Yeah, it just has these addictive looking graphics, sweets. Sweet world is always a sweet level, like in Matt there, fucking James Pond and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's always a world it has sweets in, and it just looks nice, and but it's just ultimately shallow. And Mario Run, all right, yeah. yeah. Again, you hear Mario is coming to iPhone or a mobile device, you get excited, you think, Oh my god, right. what could it be? And it's an endless runner. And yeah, they did add features which kind of made it feel a little bit different, but it was ultimately just an endless runner. Mm-hmm. That's just that's disappointing. That's disappointing, guys. Yeah. Come on now. I never got a chance to play that actually. Yeah. No, it's it's not not anything really. Mm-hmm. What you got for me, mate? So I'm going to go really far back, back in the midst of time. You're gonna take us back to the past. Ah. So first off, I'll start off with the C64. So eight bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first one I'm picking out at random off my list. Is Target Renegade. Okay. The reason I'm picking Target Renegade, and to a less extent, its brother, mm-hmm. Renegade. These were games I played first on the Spectrum. And, you know, I've been through the whole thing. What it was like at school and stuff. Terry and his brother had um, a Spectrum, and I fucking loved Renegade. Mm-hmm. But, God, did I love Target Renegade. 
Target Renegade was um, a scroll and beat 'em up two player on an eight bit. Mm-hmm. It was special. It really was. It it had beautiful, like fantastic music, which we played in the podcast before. It had like an art style. It had it had everything. It was class. Mm-hmm. And then when I got the Commodore version, well, for a starter, the Commodore version is single player. Right. So they're shit for starters. And for secondly, it's a totally different game. Mm. Now, I I got to a point where I didn't mind the game. I thought it was all right. Mm -hmm. But it ain't fucking Target Renegade. And if you've got loads of Spectrum lovers and you've got that, it was another derision. It was another nail where everyone would say the Commodore stinks as shit. And on that note, I'll go on to (laughs) another game that I had pretty much the same experience with. Chase HQ on the Spectrum. Okay. It's yeah. fucking class. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, it's up there. It's better than the Mega version. I don't know how they've done it. It's mm-hmm. like a magnificent conversion. The Commodore 64 version is shockingly bad. Really? And the Mega version's bad as well. So I was disappointed on both fronts with that thing. Simple game as well, really, yeah. in retrospect. Like, not a hard thing to do. So... Probably the the last one on the Commodore. What happened with the Commodore is, after a length of time, they started remembering they could make cartridges for the thing. Mm-hmm. So there was a bit of a like resurgence with games. In, in a weird way, I don't know if... See, I've talked about how much I like Golden Axe on the arcade. Mm-hmm. Golden Axe on the arcade, we, me and my friend loved it. And I'm sure it was a, quite an old arcade when we liked it. Mm-hmm. But for some strange reason, it coincided with it coming out on the Commodore. Right. I normally would have been jaded enough to realise it's going to be shit. Like, the Double Dragon version was shit. But what they come about with is, it's going to be on cartridge this time. Mm -hmm. And you know the difference with cartridges? No load time. Bigger. Bigger cartridge. We can put like more memory into it and all this sort of stuff. It was going to be one of the flagship games for the um, Commodore's stupid standalone version of a like console they were bringing out, which was a load of balls. Mm. So I, I got suckered in. I was like, this is going to be wicked. I want the Commodore version of Golden Axe. And guess what? It was single player. Ugh. Straight away. Shit. Yeah. Like, it killed me and me mate wanting to play it. Mm-hmm. And... I can't really remember much more than it just being shit. Because the reason I wanted to play it was two players at the same time. Yeah, didn't even have that feature. No, so that was me Commodore, like... Couldn't even see the titties from that. <laughs> That's a shame. Sorry. That was inappropriate. Uh, yeah, it was inappropriate to my feeling of hurt and loss. <laughs> so since you didn't touch upon the 16-bit era, I'll... Pop into that Ooh, one pop, for a little while. Right I'll pop through the door. <laughs> Hello, 16-bit. I'm here. Now I'll tell you what you fucking yeah. disappointed me with. I'm here. <laughs> I'm all happy, but I'm going to get disappointed <laughs> in in a, in a time. So, again, I'm looking at my list. Um, Lotus 3 on the Amiga. Right. I loved the Lotus games, 1 and 2. 1 was like two-player um, long seasons. That's what I liked about it. The second one was, it only had seven levels, but each level had a, a different um, like environment or f- there was like 
a level in Liverpool where it had dual really? driving and stuff like that, really? you know, like on either side. So, uh, just, just, just reminded me today, someone almost drove head on into us on the, you fuck. know, the, the bypass next to where we live. Oh, I hear that. For some place. reason, she, there's loads of work going on at the minute because we expanded. And for some reason, she was just on the wrong side of the road driving. Honestly. When we came off the roundabout and we were just like, what the fuck are you doing? She was like, ugh. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> she'd been playing Lotus on the Amiga yeah, and she was and... still used to that. <laughs> hey. So I Can love... Oh, sorry. Also, Forza Horizon 4. I wonder if that'll have exactly the same. Yeah. Because that's, just... that's set in England. Aye, well, Roadworks. That, that, interestingly enough, on the first Lotus, when you did go to Britain, it was yeah. loads of... But I'm sure Colin McRae on the um, PlayStation had a similar uh, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, Lotus 3 came out and it was late on in the Amiga's lifespan. And it it was just shit. Yeah. It had this... Uh, it Its selling point was you could make your own levels on the game. Right. But you couldn't really. It was all about tile systems and yeah. it was shit. Added to that... Before that come about, so I've said I love the Lotus games. Mm-hmm. Another driving game, I, I thought, oh my God, I was reading about it in the magazines. This looks class. It was Jaguar XG220. We tried this on the, I, I played this on the the driving special, I remember. It's bad, isn't what it? a fucking shit name for a game. Well, it was this, <laughs> it was this. Car, I remember it coming out. Uh-huh. It it corresponded with this car. It was a Jaguar car that was ugly as sin. Mm. It was only a certain amount were made, and um, it was a high end car that mm. only the poshest people in the world were going to buy. And they brought a game out to like back it, right? And it just plays so badly. It it back then I just wanted more Lotus type games to mm. play so well. Two player, me and my friend loved them. Mm-hmm. Like, give us more of that. And I got disappointed off two games off the bat, which mm. when I was reading reviews of them, eh, previews of them, mm-hmm. they sounded like they were going to be just, you know, more of what I'd already played. Yeah. So this is this is why I believe I have become jaded and I realise, like, fucking hell, you read about a game, but playing a game is a totally different oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So, again, Hype Train... The Amiga has no good platformers. It was struggling, you know, the Nintendo had Mario, Sega had Sonic. We need a, we need something. They tried Zool, it was shit. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really bothered about Zool, but I was bothered about Magic Pockets because it was made by the Bitmas Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I got it, I remember the startup with the Betty Boo just doing the do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the... the um, Star Wars, I was like, this is going to be so good. Yeah. And it's just terrible. It's just so slow paced and boring. And it's a, the main character looks like a doodle that a fucking, he's got sunglasses on and stuff. Yeah. It's just. A cool spot. Yeah, it's just that thing, man. It's terrible. So if you look at looking at reading a review and thinking, wow, this looks class. Yeah. Shadow of the Beast. Okay. The graphics on that game looked amazing. Mm-hmm. When you start playing it, though, there's no gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's shockingly bad. I was so hyped for Shadow of the Beast 1 and 2 because yeah. of how good they looked. And when I sat down and played them, they are bad games, man. That's so, one that I always get mixed up with, Altered Beast. And I, never, I, I never know which one's which. 
all that beast, strange enough, is more playable than yeah. Shadow of the Beast. Shadow of the Beast is just unplayable. But they, they look similar, though, don't they? They're both 2D uh, side-scrolling sort of... Where you're like a, a, a big sprite. They do, you're right. Yeah. I, I think I, the reason why I know them in auras, I never get them mixed up. The reason being is... All That Beast is always famous for me with Sega. It was right. the first thing that came out in the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. It was their arcade. And um, All That Beast. Shadow of the Beast. I've just done it, haven't I? <laughs> Shadow of the Beast was an Amiga game where it looked like the the loading screen and the concept looked like a kind of prog rock, prog metal album cover. Right, okay. So the last game in the 16-bit era, and then I'll give Tom a chance to pipe back in. Is Castlevania 4. Okay. I love the game because me and Terry went through it later on them laters. Mm-hmm. But back when I had a SNES, I had like a pile of money that off me Amiga that I'd sold. Mm-hmm. And there was no games for the SNES to buy. Castlevania come out and everyone was like, oh, Castlevania is fucking amazing. You've got to buy this game. I bought it 40 quid when I'm like 15. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be a good game. Yeah. And it wasn't as good as I thought it would have been. Mm-hmm. And I was majorly disappointed. I can even remember now coming home with that box. The box looked amazing. Plugging it in. And just that first level, I wasn't prepared for like... It is a good game though. Mm-hmm. So that's what's weird about it. It's unlike the other ones I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. But for a kid that's paid 40 quid. Yeah, when shame. 40 quid was worth a lot more oh, than yeah, it is yeah. nowadays it's a shame you didn't even have the opportunity to look at like playthroughs and, and YouTube videos and stuff like that no so it, it was a massive gamble back then it's a promise you sell on a promise yeah. and the promise was a lie fucking bastards So my next lot of games I have grouped together PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 and Xbox. So you shall I, I'll just start going through and then I'm sure you've got some on this platform, these platforms. Yes. So we'll just we'll just fucking free flow. So first of all I've got Final Fantasy 9. Wow, controversial. I know you hated that game because you lent me it. Yeah. And I loved it. But, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. I can't remember a single point of that story. Like, I can't remember any of it. I remember just every every place that you went, it was just got destroyed completely. There was that big tree that got destroyed. And I didn't like any of the characters. I hated that fucking, what was he called, that soldier one. He was just a total fucking pussy. The main character I hated, the one with the rabbit ears, Freya, I think she was called, I just didn't really like. It was following on from, and that don't mean to be a bit of a perv, but I did notice on your list you may or may not have Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, definitely. Because right? a lot of the are. things you're saying mm-hmm. I would, is now, what I personally felt about VIII. Following on from Final Fantasy VIII, which is my or oh, my favourite Final Fantasy game. Yeah, you and Christian think 
I'm sure Christian... It's Christian and I are just, I suppose, you could say... Kindred spirit. Which is better people. Um, <laughs> it it was my favourite game going on at Final Fantasy IX. I thought it could only get better, mm-hmm. and it didn't. They went from, like, a sort of a, a modern setting, try to take it all the way back to, yeah, like, I would say Final Fantasy VI, maybe. Like, the kind of... Uh, sort of medieval with the the Vivi, the little Vivi character who I believe had featured in earlier games. Yeah, that well, sort of wizard character. You're right in what you're saying because from my limited understanding of the older ones, mm-hmm. because I did I did buy one from the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and because of control reasoning, I couldn't get any further through with it because mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. But the character class elements were a lot more rigid in nine than they were in eight and seven. So what you're saying with that, um, the one that looked like Orko and stuff. Yeah. He only was a, like a magician class. That's, right, yeah, That's yeah. all he was. Uh-huh. They had job systems in the older ones. In in the two that like I think most of England or Britain seemed to like, which is seven and eight. The 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 kind of got away from that mm-hmm. thing where like anyone could do anything yeah, sort definitely. of thing. Yeah. But it was more about the actual character than what they could do. Yeah, like, yeah. as if uh, you had, like I said, I think it was four that I got for the PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. and I liked it. But there was job systems, and you had to, like, assign what jobs there were and stuff like that, where they'd always be weak against certain mm-hmm. characters and stuff like that. It's really interesting because I don't think Nine's very fondly remembered, but I just... I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I wonder if I really enjoyed it because I hated 8 so much. Mm. And I've I've never finished 8. And I tried on two occasions. Mm-hmm. And I just hated so much about it. Like, hating the main character is something that... Like, so disappointment. That's probably one of the most disappointing games I've ever played. But it's interesting that the reasons that you... Or oh, some of the reasons you hated eight was probably because you loved seven so much, mm-hmm. and likewise, I was just so disappointed with nine because it wasn't that yeah. I hated nine, but I was disappointed with nine because of what eight, what I what I loved about eight. It because you see anything you like about the Final Fantasy franchise, they completely reinvented every time. Ah, that's like, true. It's always different characters, unless it's like ten, ten point five, or whatever they called it, mm-hmm. ten two. They just they do. Although having said that, since ten. I think it all seems to be kind of the sort of stuck, like seven to eight was very different, eight to nine was very different, nine yeah. to ten was very different. But then from ten onwards, it seems to be that same sort of aesthetic, and they've kind of kept with that that look and that almost that they're all could be set in the same universe but on different planets. Well, I mean, I, maybe I'm going too far off tangent, but it feels like for a while. Until the Souls game, Dark Souls and stuff like that, Japanese like developed games were going through a bit of a like problem. They were having a real identity problem, mm-hmm. and it feels like the Final Fantasy and the JRPG genre, which is not something I'm very in on. I don't know a lot about them, but it just felt like the were just treading water. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say, mind you, the balls to go from Final Fantasy VII, which was one of the biggest games ever, mm-hmm. to change it to Final Fantasy VIII, yeah. and then change it, which was successful as well, to nine. Mm-hmm. The thing with nine was it was on the PlayStation when the PlayStation was, was nearly finished, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't a big game. And I don't think anyone was really didn't really have the money on it. I wonder if a lot of the 
Final Fantasy team was working on ten, because mm. ten feels more of like an extension yeah. of seven and eight. Yeah, I would agree. Nine feels like an anomaly, but mm. I still like nine so much. Mm. I mm. remember finishing it and I had a tear in my eye. I, like I thought the ending was powerful. Yeah, man. I never got there. Yeah, you lent me the game. <laughs> it was one of my favorite games on the PlayStation as well. So thank you very much. Are oh, you very welcome? Next, I've got GTA London. Yeah, I never played that game. Mm, like, I think it was because it was it was a weird way of doing a, a sort of DLC, I suppose, mm. or a an expansion where you you bought the GTA London game, you had to put the GTA gate disc in first, and then you took it out. No, no, sorry, you put the London disc in first, and then it said, "Please remove the disc, put the the GTA game in." Then you put the GTA game in, and then it removed that one and put the London one back in. But it was basically just a reskin of the game, almost. From what I know with, about PlayStation hardware and stuff, I'm fascinated that that actually works. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that that it's like that? some uh, sort of fucking. Technologically, it was impressive, but uh, yeah, it was just I don't know. I, I was just disappointed by it because I was hoping for a, a whole brand new experience, but it was basically just a reskin. Then mm-hmm. Pariah, remember Pariah? PlayStation 2 game. Oh, I well, I had it for the Xbox, didn't I? I think. Yeah, for the Xbox. Oh, ah, sorry, it was it was Xbox. Yeah. Yes, it was Xbox. It was, um, if I remember correctly, it was kind of supposed to be like almost a Half-Life kind of experience yeah. where the, the whole mechanic was built around the guns where the guns could be sort of upgraded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was fucking shit. It was absolutely fucking I remember shit. you telling me about the game. It was awful. I bought it and it had uh, driving bits in it. Yes. That was shockingly ah, bad. Yeah, wasn't it? Actually, no, not Half-Life. Halo, sorry. I think it was supposed to be But I just like played Halo, he- Halo and uh-huh. like then I'm playing that. Uh-huh. And it was, oh my God. Terrible. I, can I just leapfrog back to the PlayStation 1 for, for, for one game? I'm going to do that throughout this, I think. All right. Oh, uh, well, maybe, cool. actually. Maybe. <laughs> at least once Actual Soccer 3 alright so me and Terry loved Actual Soccer 2 mm-hmm. Actual Soccer 2 big, begun our love affair with uh, Nigeria <laughs> in, in that game you could have a league right where it was four leagues international it made no sense right mm-hmm. it was four leagues international play on the same team by the way you know team so co-op yeah so we're Nigeria in league four mm-hmm you get promoted, then you go to league, you know, free. You can't buy or sell any players. So essentially, it's like an arcade game over a very long, drawn out. You get a league one, which had England in it, which, I mean, you can tell that the people who made actual soccer are from England because they were deluded in thinking England have got like fucking 99 on everything. Yeah. But I love the game and it works so well. Actual soccer free, when I read about it, it was like, oh, it's. Premier League now, uh, proper leagues now, mm-hmm. and you can buy and sell players and stuff. I was like, awesome, this is going to be amazing. And they changed everything about it. Right. They changed the mechanics of the game, and it was shit. Right. Terrible. So do you think they just overextended themselves? Or what, trying to be too clever? I don't, I don't know. Like, it was like a different team had made the game. Yeah. It was just shit. Do you remember when other games, there was other football games other than FIFA? I know, yeah. There's quite a few. Actual Soccer, Pro Evo. Well, Pro Evo is still going. Oh, other. Okay. Yeah. You had a few others, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And they're all 
there was that star soccer I love the thing about stars um, there was the whole mechanic was built around kind of getting stars and putting them into your players what the fuck was that called all star something I don't know there was that free lines game where I remember the big th- selling point was like the players asked for the ball there was no commentary right? right so it was just like so when you played other teams they were meant to like shout at you in their really? language but what was hilarious about that game was it had facial like the the model the faces of people and it looked scary yeah. on the playstation but they hadn't bothered doing that with the other teams right so they look shockingly bad it was scary man like people should google that game it's like yeah. something out of a nightmare what's it called free um, lines. i'm sure it's called free lines right. uh driver two Oh yeah. yeah, the driver games are I synonymous with that. Pretty sure that was the first one where you could get out the vehicle. I think that was uh, the first one where they said, "Oh, you can get out the car now and drive, walk around." And it was, it was fucking awful. It was broken, it was wasn't it? Awful. Especially driver after it was as well. The first one, which felt so innovative, like yeah. hubcaps coming off your car, you were like, "Whoa!" The rewind function and the editing of the of the chases on the first one was so uh, so clever, uh-huh. and then. It's almost like they'd seen Grand Theft Auto and went, oh, we've got to do that yes, now. Yes, it's exactly it, yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. Mm-hmm. I haven't spent hours and hours and hours on Gran Turismo 2 on the PlayStation, like, just so much time going to that one, which looked better, admittedly, it did look a lot better on the PlayStation 2. It had, like, a quarter of the game, uh, the drive, the cars that you had on on Gran Turismo Two, and that's crazy because continent tracks. It was just so disappointing because it felt like half a game. It was really, really bad. You've mentioned that before, now. It's crazy because that's like something that's big on PlayStation. I thought the content of them games is mm. always like second to none. Yeah, even if you don't, you might not like the sort of game they do. Mm-hmm. No, very disappointing. One that I'm sure you're going to mention. What's that? Medal of Honor Rising Rising Sun. <sighs> <laughs> that bit where you get the shotgun, mate, and you think everything's going to be okay, and then the game ends. <laughs> the bit on the elephant. I remember me and Terry going through it in co-op. That's one of those games that not only is it disappointing, <laughs> it's consistently disappointing at every single juncture yeah. all the way through the game. It's pretty... It's one of the worst games I've ever played. I would say that... It's not the worst game I've ever played, which is coming up. I would say it's a good definition of disappointing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, it was the... So, you'd had the first two on the PlayStation 1, which were really good for the time. Uh-huh. I bet you they're shocking if you go back to them. And then you had the, like... What was the one with the Normandy landings called? Because I was getting... Front lines. Is it? On Medal of Honor... On, yeah. on the PlayStation... Yeah. Two. Two. Uh, Medal of Honor Frontline, I think it was called. So you had... I might actually... I don't know. Well, the one with the uh, Normandy landings Uh and stuff, that's why I bought a PlayStation for that. PlayStation 2 for that, right? Mm -hmm. Then you get... Oh, right. A new new one's coming out. Set in the the, the Pacific Pacific Arena. And it had co-op... Yeah, split screen, which the other one didn't have. I was like, I can't wait it's for this got, game. It's got to be good. It's, it's got, got to, to be, be good. Yeah, it has to be. I remember playing this bit with Terry, right? And it was just—I don't even know what level it was. You were just going up a hill, and you were turning. He was turning around and going. There's enemies behind us, and they were just disappearing and reappearing. Do you remember that? It was Fucking one hell, of man. the worst things. I was. was I ham- remember was he had a pick- hill. 
he had a PC at the time, yeah. and part of us was just embarrassed <laughs> for the PlayStation. I was like, oh no, because uh, they're just high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're ducking down into the glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It was so, it was such a shame that game, like. Because I've said this a few times on the podcast in the past, but it was a case of you got to the point where you like you you thought actually you know what this game's getting good, and it was when you picked up this this pump action shotgun, and I think it was <laughs> reminiscent of Doom. Uh, I think you were just like, oh god, this reminds us of Doom. It must be good. And then literally the game ended. You got the end of that level, and that was it. And you were like, well, hey, hang on. Even the ending was disappointing. You were probably working all the way through. Probably oh, ended. I've got to get to the end, and then it just ended. You were just, like, yeah. Oh, I thought I had at least half a game to go. Apparently not, but yes, that was that was on my list. Thank you for 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 bringing that one up. What about Fable? Aye, well, Molyneux, isn't it? Again, yes. The Prince of Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it didn't really deliver. The only thing I did deliver on, which was probably not something even advertised, was the lighting was nice. That was pretty much it. Other than that, I'd find it to be. I found it to be totally underwhelming, and mm-hmm. to the point where I don't understand. I really don't understand the love for that game. It like, felt like for so- the franchise. It, I don't. I just don't get it. You're right because I played through every single one, right? Mm-hmm. But that one felt like such a slight game. Mm-hmm. And I remember the load times being horrendous on it. Yeah. And then, oh, if you're bad, you grow horns and stuff. And I remember wanting to be bad and uh-huh. looking, but kill some chickens. Uh, oh mm. no! Nah, it was that English humour as well, which is mm. I don't know if it translates very well. <sighs> More than you, right? Uh, my friend sold us this game, and when he sold us, it was like, "Are you sure you want to buy this? Are you, <laughs> are you really sure?" And you know why I wanted to buy it? Because it was the sequel to Flashback, and it's fade to black fade on the black. fucking Jesus Christ PlayStation One, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that back. is. Shocking. It was un- it was really ah, that was awful. It was it was a first person. <laughs> no, I was third person. It was third person. I remember playing that um at this kid's house, Michael, and I had exactly the same feeling where I loved flashback so much and mm-hmm. I thought, well, it must be class. Yeah. But they tried to transition a transition to three uh, D, didn't they? I'm sure. Yeah. And it was fucking terrible. It was just janky and I just remember you trying to escape from a prison cell at the start That's and getting the your bit, gun. Yeah. And it was it was awful. It was horrible. It was terrible. It was broken. It yeah. felt like unplayable. Really, yeah. that was the problem. With it. What about the Warriors? I agree with you totally with that. Mm. Like, because it you've got right. So Rockstar says they're going to make a video game version of one of your favorite films of all time. Yeah, and you a think, lot of times oh, passed. Oh, so they can take the time with the guy. Mm-hmm, they yeah. don't have to like rush it out mm-hmm. to it's coincide yeah, with the exactly, film or anything yeah. like, like that. Spider Man One or Two or something. Yeah, yeah, and you just think this could be something special. You'd look at their pedigree and they say they're going to have like little features, like when you have to take the radio out of the car and stuff you, you turn the screws and things like that you think an oh, annoying cut like annoying quick time mm-hmm. event type of thing that... yeah but you think the detail that's yeah. what you think if they say this is what you can do you think oh the detail you forgive me runs yes wild that yeah. sounds good but then in reality that's in what reality it's yeah. bullshit and then you've got the tagging and things like that and it, it you know what when i think about it inside my head about it because that's how you think about things inside your head mm. i think it, it reminds us of uh the crow that's actually a game that I need. I'm just going to add that to the list right now, right. actually, which is one I've just remembered. The Crow. Uh-huh. Do you ever play that? Nah. Fucking what hell. What format was it? Another on? one of my favourite films from when from that era when I was a bit fucking, oh, I'm going to go through puberty. I love stuff. I like fucking, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally dark. 
Um, like I'd love to see an emo hair. Tom before emo was a thing. Did I, you ever I see wager. me? Yeah, Pearson. No. I, uh, that, was, that was a special time. I never really had one. No. But um, it, that was awful. That had tank controls like from Resident Evil 1. And you think a crow, a video game based around the crow <laughs> is going to be fucking sweet, this, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah. my God. But the Warriors reminded us of that for some reason. Like, Is it because they took have... a property that you liked so much and then just fucking... It must have been like it, it had so much potential as mm-hmm. a... Is a franchise and they just fucked it. See, I, I've going back so long ago, film tie-ins. It's a cliche to say yeah. they were shocking, man. Like, but look like at Terminator say, and stuff. They're so bad on the Mega. But this one, like you say, this one felt like it could have been something different. And you know what it is? Like, I feel like it really spelled the end of of the spelled spelled the end spelled the end. <laughs> I don't know how you say that word. Have you broke it, it yourself? Really, <laughs> it really was the end of that sort of thing, like movie game franchises. I, I don't know, I, I might be way off on the timeline, but mm-hmm. I feel like after that, personally, I just thought, well, fuck them all. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, they, if Rockstar can't get it right with a movie franchise tie-in game, and that, like you say, so long after as yeah. well, then there's all hopes lost. I remember spending a lot of time playing that game thinking, yeah. this has got to be a good game, mm-hmm. and it just was shit. Yeah. I've got next up Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Alright, yeah. Although Metal Gear Solid 2 was pretty disappointing. The second part, anyway. I, I didn't put that on the list because I enjoyed the, the Solid Snake bit. I didn't enjoy the Raiden bit. But mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 3... <sighs> you see, I've got that lying in there, uh-huh. right? And I don't like any Metal Gear Solids. I haven't had any... like I haven't played any of them properly. And I want to play that one because there's things about it that I like the sound of it. Yeah, it had the whole you could change your outfit to blend in with the backgrounds of different bits like grass Survival and, and stuff like bricks that. Bricks and stuff and you had to eat. But it didn't really, it didn't feel like it worked. Uh, like it didn't, it felt like all of those things in the same way that they added that stuff to San Andreas. Like uh, it just felt yeah. like it got in the fucking way of, the, of actually playing a game. Mm. So yeah, oh yeah, you've got to eat, you've got to go to the gym, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. I but can I play the game at some point, please? Aye. To me anyway, but having said that, I played very little of the game. But I played very little of the game because I was so disappointed by my first impressions of it. Right, yeah. So, Devil May Cry 2. Mm. Yeah, it goes without saying. Unfortunately, on a podcast, it has to go with saying. Uh, <laughs> um, again, I... I don't know why I don't find that more heartbreaking than I did. Mm-hmm. Because I really liked the first one. But it was shocking. It was like a poor game was, all around. It was, it was I'm really so bad. surprised they, they bounced back with free. Uh, again, another redemption game. I feel like um, this could be the sort of disappointment redemption special, mm-hmm. I suppose. But I feel like that uh, that's a game that I've wiped from my memory <laughs> because it was so bad and disappointing that I've just wiped it. I... Right now, I'm thinking about think that game. About I can remember one bit standing in a really open area whilst listening to an annoying voiceover, like trying to tell us something. Mm-hmm. That's all I can remember about that <laughs> game. And me just thinking, like this, like a snap, like <laughs> of me just going, "Hold on, this game shit, isn't it?" Is was it two or three that your sister was in? That was three. <laughs> three. Yeah. <laughs> The cutscene at the start of the spitting spittin dabs, dabs of me. Spitting dabs. Sister who had a slightly unusual haircut at the time as well. Yeah. With the wings. Killzone. Labelled the... What was it labelled? The Halo Killer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
was I was, I was pretty long in the tooth where I realised that that was just a load of mm-hmm. hokum, and I never bought it. I, I remember playing. I thought finally PlayStation has got a com a, a competitor to to the the Halo franchise. Yeah. And that was one of the games, one of the last games I think I bought on on PlayStation Two before I moved to Xbox. Mm-hmm. And as I've said before, it felt like the Xbox could do things that the PlayStation Two couldn't, like the lightning in Halo. Yes, that's true. And I remember because I was massive on. It, there's a special I want to do at some point about graphical or graphics, yeah. graphics that made you go wow. That's mm-hmm. something I really wanted to do at some point. In the light, looking through the trees, I've got this vivid memory of looking through the trees on Halo. And seeing the light coming through each individual little break in the trees and thinking, fuck, mm-hmm. you can do that on video games. You can see stuff like that. It's incredible. Yeah. And playing playing Killzone and seeing that they deliberately made the game so gloomy and dark yeah. that they didn't even have to worry about graphical effects like that. And just thinking, fuck, you you think that this is going to be a rival of that game. You, you've deliberately marketed it like that. You fucking cheeky bastards! I feel like <laughs> a lot of people go back to Die Katana, which was the the game that um, Romero made after um, Quake, mm-hmm. and it the famous ad was uh, Romero's going to make you his b- bitch. Okay, and Die Katana was a load of shit, mm-hmm. and it was like this perfect storm of hatred where mm-hmm. the marketing was wrong and the game was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think Killzone was a weird game where. The game wasn't even really trying to be like Halo. I don't feel like there was no like driving sections. There was no like if Pry had done that, I would have been like, okay, I understand why mm. they're selling it like that. But Killzone didn't try any of those things. But yet the marketing tried to make us say like, oh, look, it's better than Halo. So I feel the marketing let that game down. It's not a good game though, mm-hmm. because when I was on. When I was off, I've got it there, you see. Yeah. I hooked up me... Um, this was like... I'd, we talked about it on a podcast when I played through uh, Beautiful Joe. Yeah, yeah. I did originally want to go through Killzone just to see what it was like. I couldn't mm. play it. No. It's so dark. Yes. And shit. Yeah. And the controls now. What a shame. Final one on that, that generation. I've got uh, Doom 3. Yeah, yeah, I wrote Doom 3 down. Mm-hmm. It was the reason I bought an Xbox, so something good come out of it. Mm-hmm. But it was a game that, like, to look at the other Dooms, Doom 3 is just not a patch on them games. Yeah, it was limited. And it had that whole, um, you used to always say, where you'd go into a room and you'd find loads of health packs and you knew that right. there's going to be a big battle coming up or something like that. Like, it was just so old-fashioned, mm. in a sense. And... It's had some nice ideas, but it was limited, I think, by hardware, where you could only have, like, two enemies on the screen at once or something like that. It's funny. It, it, I, I was thinking about this a while back. If it was called something other than Doom, mm. I probably would have given... I would have enjoyed it more. Let's think of a name. Hell on Mars. Hell on Mars. Ah, that's another thing, isn't it? Because I would have been playing again. Didn't Doom 2 have this story? Yeah, yeah exactly. So I'll finish off that generation kind of thing with a franchise that I was so disappointed that I didn't play. Mm-hmm. So it was Ocarina of Time. Okay. I lo- loved Zelda. Mm-hmm. I loved Link to the Past. And then years later, on the Wii, I played Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. And fuck me. Disappointment City. Really? And I've realised now, as an epiphany, that every other game after Link to the Past... Even the ones that are classed as quite good on the Game Boy Advanced, mm-hmm. like Minish Cap and stuff like that, 
have all been disappointed in their own way. Right. There's something about playing the high watermark of a franchise and then never ever being able to, like, the franchise moved on now. It's not overhead. It's it's three D and stuff like that, and it's just left me behind. So for a while, I was kind of jealous that I wouldn't be able to play the very latest Zelda mm. on the um, Switch. But I'm starting to think I wouldn't if I would actually enjoy it mm. because I played Twilight Princess. I haven't played Ocarina of Time, and now that Tom's lent us the DS, higher, higher. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I could get. I wonder if I could get it and play it. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. Mm. How much? I mean, if you could get it, how much would it be? That's the thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm as would I'm torn. I don't. A, is it even out for that? You know. Yeah, I'm starting to think. Is it out for the 3ds, not the DS? <laughs> well, that is a 3ds. Oh, is it? Oh. Oh shit! I don't know. Right. It might not be actually. Sorry, my apologies. <laughs> if it is, then congratulations. So anyway, that that's a like a franchise that I feels like kind of left us behind. Mm-hmm. But I did feel the pang of disappointment because I just want to know a link to the past. <laughs> God damn it! And I know there's a new one that is another version of Link to the Past mm-hmm. on. I think it's the 3ds where you can do all the dungeons out of sync and stuff. It sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's like little morsels mm. when I want a brand new game. You want the full pack, mm. full package. Well, I'll keep your fingers crossed for you, mate. Yeah, you give, you keep writing them letters. Send, my send, send those prayers.
Right, so we've got the... I mean, I've got Xbox 360 next. Go for it. Just... You, don't, you haven't played a PlayStation 3, so I would imagine your next ones are going to be Xbox 360. And then we've got potentially current gen yeah, after yeah. that. So let's go. Um, first of all, Watch Dogs and For Honor are often mentioned mm-hmm. as disappointing games, but I haven't played either of them yet, so it wouldn't be fair for me to comment. I do have both of them on Games of Gold, though, so I'll report back. Keep your ears on the fucking Would you dial. be disappointed with them, though, now if you played them and thought, actually, they're not that bad? No, that's a question, Ross. Thanks. I would be probably just disappointed in myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good answer. But let's talk about a game that I was very disappointed by on the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Brink. All right, yeah. Remember Brink? It's banged, yeah, actually. By the way, we're... There it is. We're actually did you talking... this, did you? No, a friend give it to us. Oh, God. Special edition. This game, oh god, this game! I followed this game so hard, baby, so baby. hard. It um, it had so much potential. It it was it talked about. It had this weird art style where everybody looked weird as. Did fun. like the art style. Yeah, the faces looked weird, and you could customize your character like a hell of a lot, mm-hmm. hell of a lot. But it talked about the the smart system, the S M A R T system of how they, you could uh, traverse the whole area. It was a it was a first person shooter. Mm-hmm. So it had this, this, which was admittedly quite a clever system where you basically just held LB and you, you ran at a, an object and you would vault over it and then you'd jump over the other side. It was like um, free running yeah. or uh, parkour. Yeah. That was the whole, that was the hook. So it was a, I watched loads of uh, videos of them developing the game and that was what they all talked about, this smart system where you could traverse and run about and stuff like that. But they spent so much time on that they forgot to sort of make the game engaging and good and the community dropped off so fast and there was just no one playing it. And it just wasn't. It didn't feel very good at all. The gunplay was pretty terrible. It was a real shame because it yeah. was such a... If you look at the design, they spent so much time on the design of the characters, the the, the marketing and the design of the... Um, that was Bethesda as well. The design of the, the, the logo. yeah. It was just a shame that it failed. The story, there was loads of lore behind it and stuff about it being like a, this city that, that you were like a, playing as a revolutionary trying to take back power and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was shit. Never played it. You never you never actually played it? No, you give us that when mm-hmm. um, 360 died. Ah, so. that's a shame. Well, it's not a shame. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you had the first one, to the be very fair. So you invested, one. yeah. Yeah, very, very first one I played. And I felt within a couple hours, I played the whole game. Mm, it was sad. just the repetition of the same stuff. It was one of the one of the big selling points of the Xbox 360 was this game. Mm-hmm. Or that con- that generation, anyway. It was on both, wasn't it? I'm sure it was. Ah, yeah, I think it was. It yeah. wasn't exclusive. It was... Um, it it kind of defined that that new generation to a certain extent. It was one of the first games that came out, and you just looked at it, and you thought, "Fuck!" It was one of the games that my brother, I remember him saying, "Have you have you get a new console?" I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, was, "Are you going to get that Assassin's Creed game?" It's weird. And he's not interested in games. Talking about last episode, how they keep bumping them out. 
They uh-huh. seem to have this weird how people who are non-gamers, kind of like Call of Duty, yeah. people are still interested in them games. Yes, sir. Yeah. So if they were to like buy a console, mm-hmm. they would buy one of those games. Yeah, it's one of the, that. That's a type of person that we've talked about in the past, isn't it? I remember when Christian was on, and we said, "Oh, you've got to get the Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. You've got to get the." It's it is that sort of gamer where they're not. It, well, like, they to, can... to, potentially going to get another email here, but they're not real gamers. <laughs> well, I don't know if they are real or not. It, it's a weird thing, though, that it's a skill that you can make a game mm-hmm. that is that big that people can just be hooked in. But it's what would that? What would you equate that to? It's pop music, isn't it? Perhaps, yeah. Pop music mm-hmm. is is liked. It, pop music is called pop music because it's popular. Yeah, yeah. So they've found a formula there that it's popular, mm-hmm. and it's the pop music. It's the the gaming equivalent of pop music. Mm-hmm. Don't you love it when someone just gives you an answer? And you Thank think, you. Well, yeah. I mean, this guy's obviously a very intelligent, uh, attractive uh, young man with a very successful gaming podcast. <laughs> he must be right. <laughs> uh, chivalry. You ever played that? Yeah. That was disappointing. It was a... I was very much looking forward to it. It was a bit like For Honor, actually. Right. Um, uh, knights fighting each other with swords, mm. and it had a whole fighting mechanic where you moved your thumbst- thumbstick around to attack people. But it was just, again, it was just... This is the key. This, this is the phrase I'm going to use for a lot of these games. It was just a bit shit. <laughs> and I was looking forward to it for quite a while, and it just right. came out. It was a bit rubbish. Goat Simulator. <laughs> Oh, you're honestly putting that in disappointing. Yeah. Now I'm putting it in disappointment because I, it was it was such a cult game that was put on like everyone we talked about on Reddit and stuff like that, saying how funny it was and mm-hmm. hilarious it was. It was amazing, it was so much fun. And then it came to Xbox, and I wasn't looking forward to it. However, when it came to Xbox, I thought I'll give it a look, and I expected to be surprised. But <laughs> what actually what I saw, I just thought, yeah. This is it. Kind of, um, it kind of proved the whole meme culture sort of hive mind that you get on social media, where everyone convinces themselves that something's class and funny, and it's kind of like the whole, the the whole way that Chris Evans has conducted himself throughout his entire career. <laughs> his entire career <laughs> is being based upon convincing people that something's funny yeah. and going yeah this is funny look this guy he looks like loads of different people let's get him on the show every single week he looks like Lovejoy he looks like this guy and he convinces people that stuff are funny stuff is funny and that's kind of what I hoped I, I hoped I'd play this game and kind of chuckle mm-hmm. but I didn't it was just it was just a bit shit yeah uh, again because of my age and what we've discussed I realised that it wasn't for me yeah it's also like when it comes out for the three six, it's a totally different kettle of fish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. When it's out on the PC, people might stumble upon it. Mm-hmm. No hype. Mm-hmm. Hype is another thing we can put in an equation mm-hmm. of disappointment. Oh yeah, hype's got to be in there. Oh, it's a massive part of the whole thing. The hype train. I am alive. Okay, yeah. I came from Ubisoft. Now this is a funny one. The reason I put this in disappointment is. Because of the way that it was uh, developed, mm-hmm. it was it was supposed to be a big triple A game, and eventually when it came out, it was kind of almost like an indie game. So there was this trailer that came out at E three fucking ages ago that was a wonderful trailer, and then the game didn't release until six or seven years later because there was loads of issues with development, and that was a disappointment factor. When I actually played the game, I I'd sort of lessened my expectations quite a bit. 
Yeah. So when I actually played it, I was over overall. I was quite like happy with it, but it was the whole lead up to it that was the disappointing thing that it should have been handled so much better. Mm-hmm. It was like a survival game where there'd been a massive uh, earthquake or something like that in this city. Yeah, and you had to kind of yeah, there was loads of climbing and stuff like that, and you couldn't go past a certain part because there was loads of dust that was toxic. I remember bits of it. Yeah, it and, was basically um... monochrome, like it was like basically black and white the whole game. Mm. Um, The Walking Dead we talked about in the last episode. Oh, the Telltale, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, just for what we were saying, how the decisions that you make, how impactful actually are they? You know what I mean? You mm. could get through the end of the game, I think, just making any decision you like, but it would just be a slightly different story. And it's sort of like how the technology isn't doesn't really exist to give you a, a true dynamic experience. Yeah. Also, I would say there's some poor programming on them games. Like... Mm, yeah. Fuel. Oh yeah, I had that. Mm. Yeah, it just felt like an empty world, didn't it? Really, it was supposed to be this massive world Aye. that you drove around, and nothing was really going on. Well, I didn't know it was supposed to be an empty world. Mm-hmm. I just, I was bewildered by it. I mean, I picked it up for next to nothing when mm-hmm. I when I played it. I mean, a game I'll mention from this generation: Grand Theft Auto Four. No, I, I was. Wait, just... Is that uh, San Andreas? Oh, sorry, four. Yeah, I'm... I just had a moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> For me, I mean, I remember Ooh. when I'd had that conversation. You're such a lover of Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And for me, the game just went in a totally, like, the wrong direction for me. Yeah. It, it The storyline, the characters, everything about it, I just didn't like. Mm-hmm. I still played it to end. Mm-hmm. It was still a good, like... A good, like a competent game, mm-hmm. and they've come back with fucking five and stuff. But I just, I couldn't get with it. I know what you're saying. In that, like when we talked about with top tens, I suppose the only reason I didn't include it was maybe because of the disappointment factor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think it would be fair to myself to put that in as a disappointing game because I think it just it it just met my expectations. How no matter how barely, but I think it did. Yeah. Um. Another one that began with F that I haven't actually put on here, but I just thought of Fez. Oh, I, was, yeah. I was pretty disappointed by that because I, I think I just expected a lot more from it. And once you'd sort of discovered that mechanic, that was it. Of the three that everyone championed, Meat Boy, um, Braid, Braid mm-hmm. and I never played Braid, but you said it was fantastic. Oh, so I love Meat Boy. Fez was like, I never really gelled with it and I never finished it, yeah. which... To me, is telling from that point in time. Mm-hmm. If I never finished a game, Bubble Bubble Neo. Do you remember this one where we got it and oh, once yeah. we got it, this is the only reason. That wow, it's thanks for ah yeah, I remember. It's because it didn't have online co-op. No, and that's the only reason we got it. It was a, it was a badly made game as mm-hmm. well. Though, yeah. like... Alone in the Dark. Did you ever play that? No, but you showed me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's again showed so much promise. You ha- you could sort of craft weapons almost and the whole fire mechanic which mm-hmm. was supposed to like be the most revolutionary fire mechanic going it was just overall it was just a bit shit yeah, the whole the, the storyline the story was just mental like the fucking whole of Central Park in New York had opened up and there was something inside there Aye. nah it just didn't hold me attention at all this one I'm not sure if you'd agree with this one uh, Dark Void <laughs> <laughs> well, my remembering of Dark Void was you said to me, you have to get this game. Yeah. And I bought it and it was balls. Doesn't sound like me at all. And I finished it, you know. 
Did you? Aye. Good work. It looked like Rocketeer, didn't it? Remember that film with uh, Matthew... Um, what was he called? Broderick. Wasn't it? Yeah. Was it? The, well, they've made a Rocketeer game on the Amiga, you know. Really? Based around uh, that sort of like vibe. Yeah, I mean... It was a third-person fucking shooter. Mm-hmm. It was... Which had like one little thing. But it was bad, man. Like, it, it, the AI was bad. Mm-hmm. The the design of the levels was bad. The gimmick was that you had a rocket pack. Yeah, but like the actual design of the levels never really worked. Mm-hmm. And it looked... I remember it, it looked about a year older than it actually was as oh, well. It was crap, right? It was, <laughs> it was crap. <laughs> it was a bit shit. You ever play Breach in the 360? No. This was a really small independent studio game. Mm. And it was all about... They talked about the destruction physics and stuff. Right, right, yeah. And it was like just a first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Maybe just look at some videos of it because that was fucking terrible, that game. Right. Really, really terrible. That's all I'm going to say about it. Because I don't really want to hate on them too much, but it was awful. Everything didn't work. Everything. Every aspect of the game didn't work. Defiance? Fall of Mankind, is that? No. That's Resistance. Sorry, what is Defiance? Defiance was supposed to be a massive RPG game, which tied in with a TV show. I've talked about it before, but oh, I couldn't remember yeah, the name of the yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, I, only, I never bought the game, but I played like a beta of it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh God, it was so bad. Honestly, it was just, it was so poorly, poorly made. It just, it, it was off the back of like World of Warcraft, I played World of Warcraft like a lot, mm-hmm. and I'd obviously had that sort of experience of that sort of game, and then playing this on on the three sixty, I was like, oh, "Come on, come on now, you're kidding!" Yeah, it was just awful. It was awful. It looked shit. The TV show was terrible as well. But they're funny enough. They're actually there's a new one coming out. Defiance like twenty five something that's coming out pretty soon. Right. So um, it's still fucking so it's still somehow resurfacing, clinging on to life. Elie Noir? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to put this one in because, again, it was one that had a lot of false promises. Like, I really am not convinced at all by that, <laughs> the interrogation thing. Nah. The face that they pulled yeah. told you nothing. Every face that they pulled could have meant anything. It mm-hmm. could have meant that they were telling the truth, lying. It, I felt like that, it, yeah. it just, it didn't really work. And it was... It was boring. It was just boring. Yeah, it was. A, it was a really boring game. It was. A... But they had so many impressive mechanics in there and such incredible pioneering technology, really. Do you remember the driving bits, man, oh, in right. that game? They were so boring. Yeah, because you couldn't... The cars, I don't think, could go over a certain and uh, I know, like, people speed are, limit. People are probably thinking, well, what do you want? Like, re- <laughs> it's realism. It, it just felt boring. Yeah. Boring was what that game was. It was, was like... Um, Minecraft. All right, yeah. yeah. Because I used to love Lego when I was a kid. I fucking loved it. Just making anything you wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, potentially making anything you wanted, putting stuff together. So it had that, but with a game like you you touched upon earlier, you've got to have a goal. You've got to have something to work towards. Yeah. You've got to, There's got to be a point. And there's no point of Minecraft that I can see. It's all just bragging rights, really. Who can build the biggest, most attractive structure who can farm the most of this particular object? Mm-hmm. And it just it there was there was nothing 
essentially nothing to do because everything you did was essentially just meaningless. Do you think Minecraft's just not for us though? Like, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. It's I'm happy for it to be used as an educational tool. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow that. Oh wow! But I mean, it they this this in some schools they do use it as um as part of an education curriculum. Yeah, and I I think that's great. I think that's a great idea because it's it's makes perfect sense. It's block mm-hmm. building. One of the most basic toys you can get for a kid is building blocks. Yeah, and this is that, but on a uh, the next stage grander scale so I'm, I think that's great but yeah it's not for us World of Tanks oh yeah and World of Ships has just come out recently is it World, World of, of uh, Warships and there's oh. World of Warplanes as well oh, well they'd have to be wouldn't they <laughs> if they've done the other two they're just uh, again just a bit boring yeah if you come against someone who's played the game a few times before you're fucked it's server heaven, uh, yeah. hell for me. Waiting there, just waiting, waiting, mm. waiting. Getting into a game. Oh, I'm dead. Oh, great. It's all about the cosmetics as well, upgrading, uh, unlocking new tanks. And it has to be because it's a free to play game. Exactly, and that straight away turns me off. Straight away, I'm aroused up until that point. All right. Dust and Lysian Tail, we've mentioned this before. Oh yeah. Uh, and Bastion actually, let's group these two together. Very Aye. similar, and in my opinion. Both indie games boasting unique mechanics and just coming across as a bit pretentious and annoying, really. I, I remember um, someone said they were surprised that I didn't like Bastion, mm-hmm. but I'd like to fire back to anyone listening. What What's good about Bastion? Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a dull game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the storyline isn't that good. Mm-hmm. The art style isn't that good. The combat ain't that, ain't that good. Mm-hmm. So what's good about it? I agree. Oh, it's because it's got a voiceover. Well, that's slightly new. You but is that what we, we got down now? Because it doesn't that change, really. No. If it changed, it would be like, if I died as I was getting into fighting guys, oh, and he fucked up a girl. <laughs> Medal of Honor Warfighter. Well, I don't. The the it was the Medal of Honor game, which is the reboot on three sixty. With which, yeah, yeah, which is the one that I spent a ridiculous amount of time on mm. trying to get that last achievement. That and overall enjoyed that game, but this one, God, it was so bad, man. Honestly, it was so badly made. I think I jumped into the multiplayer quite quickly. I played the single player uh, all the way through, but the multiplayer was just awful. It was awful, and I was at that stage then when. Like with all the battlefield games I was getting, I was rushing through the single player just to get the multiplayer because that's what I was all about. And that one was a really, really bad version. Bioshock, say two and infinite. Um. Right. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I didn't have the love for the first one that everyone else has. Yeah. I mm-hmm. liked the game, mm-hmm. but I didn't. So, I don't really. I could tell that two was the kind of like Dark Souls two was. Dark Souls 2 was by a different person, mm-hmm. and then Dark Souls 3 was back, you know. Yeah. So, Bioshock 2 felt more of the same, mm-hmm. but by... It, it was a weird feeling. It felt shitter mm-hmm. and filler. Mm-hmm. So, there was that about that one. And then Infinite, is that what it is? Yeah. That just felt like... I didn't like the new concept and I didn't really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't disappointed by it because mm-hmm. I just thought, you know. I was. I, 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 I built it up so much. I was really, really looking forward to it. And it was just ultimately just boring, in my opinion. It was like, I think um, 
it was just Ken Levine just at his worst in in my opinion. I just really did not enjoy the experience at all. I never finished it. It it's funny that a lot of people said, you know, God of War, they were like, Oh, you know, um the kid, is the kid annoying? Like Elizabeth is in Bioshock. <laughs> that was what yeah. everyone was in I mean, I guess in some ways it was an experiment that mm. had to happen. I liked some of it, mm. but I, I did finish it. Yeah. But the ending didn't make any sense to us. Yeah, I never got there. I never even got there. <sighs> Dark Souls. For me. I can see why, because, and you know what, bless you, because I did neb at your achievements when I was on 360, mm-hmm. and I could tell how far you got through on the game. Mm-hmm. I would have said, in my personal opinion, maybe it's a bit further, Mm -hmm. but you had give it, you'd beat the first boss, Mm -hmm. so you had give it that. Give it a go, like, but it was more everyone else's, everyone else saying how good it was, and I just felt almost, I felt almost inept because I couldn't sort of go, oh yeah, do you know what I mean? I was disappointed in myself more than anybody else. What do you mean? Like, I'm just... Being funny, I'm just joking. Right? Yeah. No, I just didn't like the game. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> no, no, but it was it was a case of everyone had built it up mm-hmm. because it's such a uh, revered game. It seems like everyone seems to love it. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I, just... I, I would say it's it's a Marmite game, man. It, it definitely is. Yeah, Go on YouTube and just type in. Yeah. There's people that just kick on that game. Really? And that's fine because, well, why? It's very obvious there would be, though, because... And this is not the reason you hate it. It's too fucking hard for most people. Mm. So there's that mm-hmm. about it. So that's why a lot of people hate the game. I just didn't get it, I don't think. I'll, I'll try again some point. It, it's on there. I've got it. What I'll didn't you again. get about the game? I don't know. I, I, it just felt like when people say it's really, really difficult, mm-hmm. it always felt to me like an excuse for bad mechanics. Oh yeah, but you're supposed. To, it's supposed to feel really clunky. And I've got to admit, there is a degree of that. Mm-hmm. There is a degree where it is quite um, clunky and unpolished mm-hmm. because it feels like a kind of. Um, it's a weird. You get triple A titles. Mm-hmm. It's not a triple A title. It's like something in between. This I don't know. I I just I really see. I remember back in the day on like the eight bit games where you wanted to see the next level, mm-hmm. right? There's something about that game where it punishes you so much, yet it gets it right in my eyes. You see, I like it so much that everything I say is just so personal to me. Mm-hmm. It just, it's so personal. It, What it does right is so down my road mm-hmm. that I can't really say, oh, it's good because of this, that, and the other. I believe you give it a valid chance, mm-hmm. and I believe that you just don't like that sort of game. Mm-hmm. And that's a totally valid argument, and you're not any... There's nothing less here because you tried it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have absolution. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to wave a sword at it. Mass Effect? Aye. Uh, Mass Effect 2 was fucking balls. And I finished Mass Effect 1. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't disappointed. I just... I just expected... Um, I expected so much more from the first one. Yeah, the because first again, one was a broken mess. It was so built up. Again, it was one of the first games I got for the console, but it just didn't seem to deliver. And I just didn't. It didn't hold me attention at all. Mm. I just didn't get it. Again, like I thought, it felt really, really linear 
for something set in space. As I said before, with a game set in space, you'd expect it to be almost infinite, but it just it felt totally limited. Yeah. Uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines. <laughs> a game that I never actually opened. Aye, you were just and disappointed. And I just sent straight back. I was did, more disappointed by the reviews than anything else. Did you see that thing that was on IGN where apparently some code I'd looked into that game and he'd fixed some coding error. Uh-huh. And he'd fixed the AI, apparently. Really? And all he'd done is fixed, like, they'd, they'd missed some loop on it. If this go to 10. Yeah, it was something I... But this is how little we know about coding. <laughs> I'd never played it, thankfully. Yeah. But I've never seen such bad reviews. For I would like to play it now. Just to see. Yeah. yeah. What about this one? I'm not sure if you remember this game. Kanan Lynch? Oh god, yeah, yeah. I think that might next to um, Medal of Medal of Honor Rising mm-hmm. Sun. You might have that mm-hmm. guy next to there. Yeah, that was one that was uh, basically they made that instead of Freedom Fighters too, didn't they? Essentially, yeah. so that alone is enough for me to want to kill every single one that was involved with it. It was just awful from start to finish. We shouldn't really go into more detail at some point about that game. I think, yeah, not right now though. Uh, Gears of War 2. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I but, thought that was the best of the franchise, though, you know. Yeah. No, it was... You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> Why didn't we like the franchise, though? That's the thing. <laughs> no, it was... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. And it was, it was Gears of War 2 we tried to play it together, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool as off, we've just huh? discussed before. Far Cry 2. Oh, ah, right. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was... I, I believe that was the first one they made when the two... The split, didn't they? Something like that, where one so. of the one half took the sort of special abilities bit, and uh, oh, yeah. it was set in uh, Africa, wasn't it? Again, it had this whole Something fire I, mechanic. I can't really remember a lot about it. It was again, it was awful. You had these people coming in. If you got shot too much, this, this guy would come in and rescue you. One of these. Oh yeah, yeah, I can drag you back up. Aye. Oh yeah, that's really bad. Do you know why? Why? Enemies respawn, yeah. so it's telling you to take points and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But then you had to do the same thing over and over again. It was a huge You area. had malaria. That was the exactly. problem with it. Yeah. Right. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, Dead Island. Oh, right. After yeah. that trailer and that and the mm-hmm. promise you were mm-hmm. sold, yeah. Manufacturing these weapons like with electrical like batteries and stuff so like that. Bad, like, yeah. was that was I remember it was a video I saw where they talked about the just like the the killer mechanic where each each uh, human or zombie was built up. Mm. from skeletal up mm. and every time you killed one it would look different so you could like hack away at the face and it would be different every single time and it, wow it that a game fuck, it, there was nowhere near that sort of technology available it's crazy that game like sells that though mm. man like that's pretty brutal isn't it it was a shame and then I also remember when I got it there was loads of issues with the frame rate it was the terrible frame rate and it was nothing you could do about clipping it. I remember it that, yeah. Borderlands Aye. Now this is one of the games that I was more hyped than any other game, to the point where I don't think they could have produced anything that wouldn't have ended in me being disappointed. Right. Yeah. Because I was so excited for it. I went through loads of development issues, like changing the entire engine and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And when the game actually came out, I took like a week off work, and after a couple of days, I realised that I'd kind of played the whole game within like ten hours or something, and it was just. The whole game was based around this mechanic of finding every gun would be would be different, but it was just built around particular 
algorithms and it was just yeah ugh, it was just i disappointing. never played the first one really really disappointing Homefront. oh god yeah did you play that one no i remember being in your like um when you were getting suckered into that yep. kind of like hype train because mm-hmm. they were saying stuff about like um half-life and the storyline would mm-hmm. be, yeah. They were saying they'd done studies in uh, kill fatigue. Aye. In gamers getting, uh, like, killing endless waves of enemies that would just respawn and had found a way to sort of eliminate that from the game. And they just simply hadn't. It was it was in there. It was You get to a point, and if, unless you hit the checkpoint, they would just respawn and respawn oh, and respawn. I hate that. So they just outright lied about the game. Mm-hmm. The multiplayer was pretty atrocious. It had a um, the Call of Duty kind of unlocking abilities thing after a certain amount of kills. Yeah. Again, which just was, unless you were an expert at the game, you would never ever reach the top, the top unlock. It was a shame because it again it was it was an exciting idea. America getting invaded by I believe it was Korea. I think it was Korea, North Korea. Right. Yeah. A bit like Freedom Fighters. That was what got me so excited about it because it was like a first-person Freedom Fighters. Mm-hmm. It had lovely lens flare, but it was shit. It was just a bit shit. A quote. And finally, on the Xbox 360 for me, Red Faction Armageddon. Oh, yeah. One Aye. of the most disappointing games I've ever played. Aye. I can't believe they took the things they took from Gorilla that worked so well and then just... Just got rid of it. The yeah. open world aspect, the destruction, the... the Brought the destruction down a massive amount. The multiplayer they just eradicated and just had a horde mode, which was the flavour of the day. And it was awful. It, it played really awful. bad. The frame rate. Mm-hmm. And I remember the boss on that game, like the, the main big bad on that game was just so ludicrous mm-hmm. and just pointless. Mm-hmm. It's the worst one of the... The games changed. Mm-hmm. All three of them changed. And Give all... them credit. Like they, 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 did. Yeah. They, they made massive changes. Almost like when Command & Conquer... Brought out that Renegade game, which was like a third uh, person, yeah. but it just failed. But they they made massive risks, took massive risks, like from Grand Theft Auto to Grand Theft Auto Three, a huge risk really. Mm. It paid off, and I think from Red Faction Two at least to Gorilla, it massively paid off. Yeah, but then Armageddon, I don't know what they were. I honestly don't know what they were thinking. It it ran so poorly as mm. well. Like I remember it like glitching and stuff. The one, the one small thing that was good about it, I guess, was uh, you unlocked that funny gun. Remember, it a was unicorn. funny. Yeah, it shot, it shot it. rainbows. Ha 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 ha! That was like a laugh in your face. Really funny. It's the Gunnox Podcast. Okay, Ross, just a few more and then we're done. So, so hot. We're both so tired. It's so late. Mm -hmm. So it's just a few more on the Xbox One. Now, I haven't got very many on here because I've been so careful with my purchases. Well, you've become jaded, man. You've become Become, used and careful, Mm -hmm. which is what I was like. Mm -hmm. Evolve. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it was from... The Prestige, Turtle yeah. Turtle Rock, yeah. 
I always get oh, it was a Black Rock, Turtle Rock. I always get it wrong. I think but it's Black Rock actually. The Left for Dead think. guys. Yeah. And you just think, oh, this can't go wrong. Mm. And you know what? When I played the game, as we discussed, I really enjoyed the game. So what was the problem then? Was it the the execution or the marketing? There's nothing they could do to get away from the the person who played the monster from quitting from uh, age quitting. There was nothing they could possibly do about that. I think so, one against four is always going to be a problem. It's risky. Isn't That's it? one thing that I was instantly when I read that I was against it. Mm-hmm. But then later on, the they had the problem where the, they kept adding DLC to it, which yeah. split the community, yes, yes. which is something else people are learning from. You see, I think a game that would work in 1986 will not work like now. Mm-hmm. A game that, you know, it's it's trying to find games that would work in a certain point in time don't work, like just two years later, three mm-hmm. years later. And them little tweaks are made to the, the formula just must have alienated people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seemed like a game to me that had so much, like, if you played the Hunters, you had to have all this, like, knowledge of them. Yeah. And right in my head, flashing up there is like, what happens if I'm with two people that are just arseholes? And they're mm-hmm. like, no, man, you should be doing this. What happens if I'm not with them? Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing? Yeah. Left it- for Dead was easier. It, it had boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clear cut wasn't it really it was there was no um well there was no like skills or anything and that it was just yeah it was all it was all based around how good you were at it sort of um crowd management mm-hmm. as we talked about before like doom games and stuff like that and actually communicating yeah it was all about communicating with your team your well that teammates. was the, the whole point of the versus mode was if you were playing the enemies the first one was like, I'm a smoker, I'm a hunter, try and get the crowd away, I'm a boomer, we'll mm-hmm. create some chaos and mm-hmm. we'll do that. There's none of that. No. Though, I'm a baddie, I'm going to kill them because yeah. I'm one person. Yeah. I've got no one else to communicate to. And I also didn't like the start about evolving. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a weird like mechanic. Yeah. And uh. it, it's, it, it was good ideas, but I don't think they were right. Mm. Bad execution. What about Arcus Survival Evolved? Not played that guy, though. That was another kind of weird um, open world one that had like dinosaurs and stuff like that. And I oh, only played right. the game preview of it, but he, that was the one where I just started shitting all of a sudden and I was just shitting everywhere. Awesome. It was um, just like real life, yeah. <laughs> it was really poor, like, it was really, really poor. It was sort of jumping on the bandwagon of like rust and things like that where you mm. started off with nothing, like nude, and it was all about survival. But like I say, you could get to the point where you were riding around on these weird dinosaurs if you had that time to spare. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a fucking 30-odd-year-old man who doesn't really have that time to spare. Yeah. Sunset Overdrive. Right. Now, Chris... Call back. Yeah. yeah, Chris Dubbs mentioned this game earlier on. And he's right uh, how that could play out in a Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. Because that's right, isn't it? That's what he was talking about, wasn't it? Spider-Man. Yeah, about traversing a mm-hmm. large environment with like them sort of mechanics. Mm-hmm. But Sunset Overdrive, I felt like, again, it's another another one of these ones where within the first 15 minutes of playing the game, you've experienced everything it's got mm. to offer. You're skating around. It felt like that was a Jet Set Radio. That was... It, Never it really played that, yeah. that with, I'm sure that that's someone where you got rollerblades and stuff. Right. And it just... It just was so... Of that time, like, they were trying to be... What did it remind us of? I don't know. It, it was just it, it. It 
angered us. The way, the way it looked. Yeah. In the way that the, the mutant people in the game looked. The mutant enemies. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of... Uh, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I really didn't like it. And it, it, it was... It, it would disappoint us because it was a real opportunity to show off what this new console could do. It was another sort of uh, hit and a miss sort of thing for the for that generation of thing because it was. I'm sure it was only a, it was an Xbox exclusive. I'm sure it was, it came, uh, wasn't it? It was the dude who made Kiaz, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Was it? Was it? Was, what's he called? Blazinski. Was it? I may be wrong on oh, this. I'm not sure. I think he might have went across to do that. But I just think it was an, another sort of error. The made on the launch of the Xbox One, mm-hmm. so it was just it disappointed us. It disappointed me a lot. It was just a bit shit. Right. Ooh, Fallout Four. Right. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Well, I wasn't dis. Uh, perhaps I was disappointed with that. Actually, I think I was disappointed in in myself for kind of because I don't know. I don't know whether I really do enjoy the Fallout games. I don't know because I kind of convinced myself with Fallout Three that I did. And there was there was times where I played that for hours on end, and I just sunk myself into mm-hmm. it, and I enjoyed the experience. But with this one, I don't know whether I, I do like that game. I don't know. I don't think I do. Yeah. And I was sort of had this disappointment disappointment in myself, where again, so many people talk about how great it is and how an amazing experience, how much of an amazing experience it is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm playing it, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, but I'm just getting a bit irritated by this gameplay, yeah. by all of the mechanics in the game. Plus, I was playing it on survival mode, I think, which um, doesn't help. I really was um, so tempted to play on survival. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know what made us... I think it was the fact you couldn't save it anywhere. Yeah. And I thought, I'm never going to finish this game. Yeah. Because, say what you like about Dark Souls, the save, there's points where you can save it. Mm-hmm. We're living busy lives. Yeah. I can't play a game where like I'm like, oh, no, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll do something in a minute. But I've got to just wander around for another two hours, yeah. possibly, looking for a save point. Yep. Yeah. Or Battlefield 1. Controversial. Yeah. I loved that game, actually. The disappointment for me was in the whole meat grinder thing. The the death without consequence. Mm-hmm. Which I just couldn't... I couldn't stay alive long enough to get a hang of, to get a hang of the game. Yeah. To get, to get like, hold of the mechanics of it. Played through the single player and I played, like, a reasonable amount. I got my money's worth of the game, mm-hmm. but I felt like going off playing like Rainbow Six Siege and stuff, where there's real consequence to your death. I just felt like that was completely missing. Where I could die and it wouldn't, or I could even I could succeed and not die all the way through the game, yeah. and it would have no impact on the the end of the the battle. I could still lose. I could get like twenty kills and still lose the whole game. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like I was just a cog. Now, as we've discussed in the past, if that's exactly what they were going for, to really simulate what World War One was like, then bravo, you've done it. But that doesn't feel like a, an exciting game to me. After playing um, Call of Duty, I think your tastes have just changed. Yeah, I think so. Because my taste is just... Maybe I would have enjoyed Call of Duty like five years ago, mm-hmm. but I don't now. Mm-hmm. So it's your cha- taste changed, don't it's they? It's like how I like olives now. Hmm? And 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 uh, anchovies, do you? Yes, I fucking love anchovies, mate. Almost a bit too much. Mm. Last game, woohoo! <laughs> Friday the thirteenth, the game. All right. Who I think 
the disappointment here comes from the overall conduct of the of the developers. All right. The again the false promises that they made all the way through the development. It was a Kickstarter essentially, yeah, um, funded by the actual owner of the license, which, you know, with the court case that's going on, they haven't really been very honest all the way through it. With the, they've, they've set themselves roadmaps which they fail to meet, and the game doesn't really feel like it's it's any better now than it was when it came out. What fucking a year and a half, two years ago, right. or whatever it was. However, I did get a lot of enjoyment out of it when I played it when it was people actually with mics and mm. you were sort of playing the game properly. It was enjoyable at, at times, but overall disappointing because it could have been something so much more special. I think on the positive side from yourself, look at it that you were there at that point where mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. Yeah. Because yeah. some of them sort of games they were never gonna be able to like have the legs. I know it's a shame that like the development and all the court case and stuff. But some of these games have trouble just sustaining interest mm-hmm. and you were there when it was interesting. So from mm-hmm. that you could take the fact like it wasn't a waste of money. Mm-hmm. No, I it's feel just like a shame, really. I definitely got my money's worth from it, but it's just disappointing the way that everything's transpired. That's the last game I wanted to mention. Disappointing cool. wise, are you happy? Are you content that we've covered all that we wanted to cover? Yep, all done on my behalf. Well, listeners, if you want to get in touch with any games that you find disappointing or you have found disappointing throughout mm-hmm. your life, get in touch at Gonarchslayer, G O N E R C H S L A I R. Email gonoxlayer at yahoo.co.uk Facebook Then you know It's fine with Cheers Okay Ross We're at the end of the tunnel You can see the light We're almost there mm-hmm. It's it, You can feel that cool air on your face That breeze One last thing we want to talk about Before we finish Is the thrash metal song That you said you were going to You were going to set yourself a task yeah, to write Yeah which I slightly regret now But I'll I'll well, pump it out. I've 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 worked on it. Mm-hmm. What? How how do you how do you feel it's gone? What, what do you think? I would have liked to have had more time to work on it. I believe, mm-hmm. but um, it shows me progress mm-hmm. as a musician. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play it. We'll play it now, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll let the listener listen to it, and then we can have a little chat about the idea behind it once we finish. So here is Ross's thrash metal song, and it is called. It's called the Fall of Mankind. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Wonderful title. The Fall of Mankind.
Wow. Thank you, sir. Those vocals. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. What did you think of the jazz solo? That was my favourite bit after the vocals. Tell me a little bit about your thought process. Well, I tried to rip off or <laughs> try and copy some of the good thrash bands that I, I like. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when you sit there with an empty drum track and limited skill, you start realising the genius of some of these bands. So right. um, it was hard. But um, I try to duel up the guitars to try and make that whole thing that a, a lot of the good thrash bands do. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Metallica don't do that. Though. No? They don't have the dual oh. guitar stuff. But um, try to do that. And I had a real problem with the m- middle bit of the song because uh-huh. the drums just were going on. I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Uh-huh. So I had to sit down and try and work out bits that fitted. I'm not really happy with some of it, but fuck it, you know. I'm yeah. going on holiday. That's my gift to the nation. Fuck yous all. What about the lyrics? Oh, they're bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're limited time. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us what they, what they were, some of the lyrics were or what they were about? Or? No, the people can listen. and They can just make up their own mind. Yeah, just absorb. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that, listener. Not only that thrash metal song by Ross, but also the entire podcast, which is feels like it's eight hours long. I don't know exactly. It feels like all I've ever known is being in this room, <laughs> talking to you and listening to you. This and must be what prison's like. Uh, it has to be. I'm dying for um, a break. A break, yeah, to try to get away from... Well, we're here. We're I at the end. I just want a break. We're at the end. Well, you've got a break. You've got a little, a little break, and then we'll not be back until September. Who yep. knows what we'll be talking about then? Who knows? We haven't decided yet. And I'm not making any promises about making <laughs> a fucking seven-minute epic about no. I don't know, global warming. No, don't make any promises. It's too hot to keep them. <laughs> but anything you want to say in 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 uh, conclusion? Just thank you for people who got in touch. Mm-hmm. It was we're. I think why it's been so long is we got a bit bogged down in answering the emails and proper letters, perhaps. Mm-hmm. In my mind, there are proper letters. We love listening to feedback. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry if other people weren't involved and blah, blah, blah. I'm so hot. <laughs> um, There's only one way to get involved, and that's to What was involved. I talking about? <laughs> just, uh, just the heat. Yeah. Yes, uh, I want to say thank you in, in as well for getting in touch. We really appreciate it. Please mm-hmm. do continue. And also, hey, thank you very much for listening to Connors. Connors.
Energy. <laughs> Noxie. <laughs> Shit. Oh my god, that was a little. <laughs> I went in. I went in hot, guys. Uh, and it's a little um, space and in, space invader. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Salt and pepper. But <laughs> I just went in so fast to touch the kill zone game that uh, I knocked it off. You wanted it. You were so <laughs> oh, desperate to touch it. Is that from it as well? Yeah. Hang on, I'll just put that. There's nothing in it. He's also back in. Sorry. Anyway. 